We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it's episode 40, and we have two more special guests this week. First of all, joining us, we have got a Cleveland uh, social media rock star. She talks about the Browns and the Cavs and the Indians, and she's all over Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all that. We are so excited to have Gab Gowdy joining us to talk a little Cleveland sports here on this special episode. And then we've got another national champion from the Ohio State Buckeyes to talk all things Buckeyes. And this time, holy Buckeye, Michael Jenkins joins us. All that plus our Garage Beers of the Week. So come on up the driveway, pull out your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome everybody in to episode 40 of the Garage Beers podcast. Yeah, you heard that right. Episode 40. We're still doing this <laughs> and we are having a good time doing it. Go follow us on our social media pages at the Garage Beers on Twitter and Instagram and at the Garage Beers podcast on Facebook. With you, as always, your host, Michael Keefe. You can find me on social media at Garage Beers Mike and with me, as always, uh, my special co-host over on the east side of Cleveland. It's Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, what's going on, Chad? Guys, uh, I'm I'm a little nervous right now. I, I, uh, I, you know, as as you know, people who can't see this, I'm in my like sun porch, like Four Seasons type room where it's not Four Seasons, but it's but it's open. Like there there's screens uh, all over the place surrounding me. That tends the hood up, and I'm cold. But uh, I'm a little concerned right now because I have the smell of like chlorine or some sort of cleaning solution permeating my nostrils right now and, oh. and i'm not sure they're, they're like, I'm not COVID sure. Spray. yeah i'm not sure if uh COVID-19. what's going on like whether 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 someone's cleaning uh, right by me or oh, someone's it's ready guy, to chloroform i was gonna say it's that guy right behind you chloroforming you oh good 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 okay yeah at least i have a conclusion now <laughs> but uh, yeah, me, i think you're the, i think you're the last person they're going after chad Oh, come on. Hey, like, does this smell good to you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, I'm a little out of sorts since we're doing this on a Tuesday. Uh, No Mac football on. I'm kind of upset, but uh, should be a good one. Listen, if Chad passes out halfway through this, you'll all know why. And uh, on a special (laughs) occasion, on a special occasion, uh, sitting right next to me, because I am here 
in Nashville, Tennessee, in this man's home, sitting right next to me, our other co-host. You can find him at Garage Beers Joe. It's Joey Whalen. What's going on, Joe? I I love technology because um, when we do this podcast normally, um, the volume button on my computer works incredibly when you guys are too loud. But when you are six inches from my ear, <laughs> it is absolutely piercing. <laughs> and I got I got nothing. There's nothing I can do. I can't I can't put in I can cut my ear maybe. I don't know. I'm sorry, Mike's hold voice. on. The hell are you trying to say? <laughs> what he's trying to say is your voice is like nails on a chalkboard, okay? <laughs> well, it's it's like it's silky, but it's like silky shoved down your throat. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you the chloroform guy? I'm sorry. That sounds <laughs> way wrong. Way wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to let Joey introduce himself anymore. But anyways, I'm, done. I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here with Joe. We're in his basement of his new place. We're having a good time. Uh, it's holiday week. So happy Thanksgiving to all of our uh, all of our listeners out there. Uh, we hope you're able to enjoy the Garage Beers podcast as the uh, as the holiday approaches. I don't know about you guys. We're going to get into Thanksgiving a little bit more later in the podcast. But man, I uh, I I love me some Thanksgiving week. It's one of my favorite times of the whole year. All right, and we are very excited now to bring in a uh, our first special guest of the episode here on episode forty of the Garage Beers podcast, and she is uh, she's a rock star. She is a rock star on Cleveland social media. Uh, she is all over Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, making appearances on various podcasts, including having awesome interviews uh, of her own. Uh, she puts out a very entertaining uh, TikToks of different football fan bases and Browns fans and all that. Uh, but we're very, very excited to bring in Gab Gowdy. Gab, welcome to the Garage Beers podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. That introduction was really good. You almost made me cry. It was so nice. <laughs> Well, that's that's what we were going for. It was uh, I usually try to make whatever athlete we have on just break down in tears. Yeah. 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 We try to get the most, we get the emotional stuff out of the way up front. And then, you know, then we have a good time. Yeah. You really we take you down into the valley and then bring you back up. It's great. It's a good time. So, uh, Gab, before we get into a little bit of you, a little bit of uh, of sports, uh, we, of course, have to do our favorite segment uh, that we do every week. And that is our garage beers of the week segment. We're going to throw it around the horn to all of us. We're going to talk about what we're drinking tonight, uh, uh, where it was brewed and what you think about it. We always let our guests kick us off first. So Gab, why don't you start us off with your garage beer of the week? Okay. Well, I have two beers with me because I got yelled at for having one of the other ones on Twitter. <laughs> so I have this first one, this Ryan guys, dad beer. Yes. Yeah. Hoppy Holiday Ale. It's the first time I've tried it. I really like it. I do. I do really like it. Oh, okay. Um, I, I like Rheingeist in general. So okay. let me just do a little. Oh, a little ooh. taste test. Yeah. Um, see, like I'm, I'm not going to throw shade here, but I would like to say that this is one of the better Christmas beers that I have had. Wait Fair a enough. minute. Don't throw shade. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that's what not the, against any other people. So So you are taking the W the on that beer. You're taking the W on that beer. Yeah, I wish the percentage is a little bit higher for like a Christmas ale. It's only six. And most oh. are like seven, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're lacking a that's, percentage that's, point. That's the downfall. 
It's okay, but it's that time of the year. We love that time of the year. Yeah. Christmas beers are out. It's acceptable to drink Christmas beers at this point. Uh, are we going to wait to announce your second one? I mean, I can just go for it. I have no idea yeah. what this is. I saw it at Target and I grabbed it and I haven't tried it yet. Okay. Let's do it. Let's see what um, you got. But like the thing about it is it's really weird because it's this way, but I Whoa. have to tip it this way to read it. And this oh. is, it's called Stone Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. Hazy India Paleo with Tangerine and Pineapple. Oh. It's 6.7. I don't oh. know where this is from. I that got it from at Target. San Diego, California. Is it? So the brewery stone, I was just there. Uh, well, actually it's been a year, uh, but stone brewery. It's really cool. Actually. It's right outside of, of Petco park. Uh, yeah. so it's right next to the, the Padre stadium, uh, is stone brewery and it's a great place. So, uh, yeah, so right in I San Diego. Now? Well, you don't have to drink them both at the same time. You can, okay, you can I'm give good. us a review. On that one later. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you bring two different beers to the podcast, you have to mix them together and drink them at the same time. <laughs> kind of like when you were a kid. It's a beer, mix, it's a beer suicide. Yeah, kind of like when you're yeah. like when you're a kid and you mix like Mountain Dew and like orange soda or whatever. <laughs> yeah, totally. When you were a kid and not me last week, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd be our first garage beers double fist. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Gab's starting with the Ryan guys, then moving over to the Stone. Uh, let's throw it over to the east side. Chad, what are you drinking tonight? All right. Well, uh, I'm continuing with the Christmas beer-themed uh, ales, guys. Uh, I went to uh, Deschutes. Deschutes? Deschutes Brewery. It's called the Just Jubilee Deschutes, Ale. Man. The, ju- the Jubilee <laughs> Ale. Ju- Jubilee Ale? Winter Ale. Yes. Yeah. Um, and remember when I said at the beginning of the show that uh, I had the smell of like chlorine like permeating my nostrils? Like, I didn't know if it was that or someone was trying to chloroform me. Uh, I think this beer might have some of those scents coming off of it. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, so it's, it's your be beer a- that's chloroforming you. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be a good time. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, after tasting it, it's pretty good. Uh, it's got hints of cinnamon and, and, and honey in it. And it's quite tasty. I recommend it. All right. All right. So, Deschutes making uh, an appearance. Uh, with the Jubilee. Joe, what's what's your garage beer? Uh, unplanned, but I'm also double fisting this week. Um, <laughs> I, I had a, a quite the large dinner. I had uh, some uh, uh, chori pollo at a Mexican restaurant, uh, followed by a cupcake, and I'm not mad about that, but I do have a Jim Beam and Coke, just to kind of like <laughs> get things going again. Um, double shot. Uh, but the beer of the week is, uh, I'm also going Christmas, because I feel like it feels like the right time for that, right? It is. Um, so my parents came down to Nashville today and they brought me a lovely two Xmas. Um, this is, uh, not to get into like the Christmas beer wars, but this is one of my favorite ones just cause I think it has the, like the most like, uh, flavor out of all the beers. Um, not necessarily the best, but I think it's got the most like predominant flavors, uh, in it and it's, um, quite potent. So I, this is one of my favorite Christmas sales. Um, and it goes well with the Jim and Coke. Jim and Coke and Southern Deer, Southern Tier 2 Xmas. Yeah. Gotta like that. Man. I would have thought. Man, we're getting a party started here. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we are. I feel like I am slow. Well, actually, I'm not even going to go into that. But uh, I'm going to break the Christmas beer. Uh, I'm going to break the Christmas beer trend with my Garage Beer of the Week. Again, we came down to Nashville for the holiday to hang out with Joe in his, in his nice new place here. And uh, 
uh, I'm going to take a Nashville beer. I'm here in Nashville. I had to get a Nashville beer. And it's one of my favorite breweries from down here in Nashville. It's called Bearded Iris Brewery. And uh, uh, with the IPAs, I'm always down with the double dry hopped IPA. So this one's called Chief of Chiefs. All right. It is a double dry hopped uh, New England style IPA. It looks like a glass of orange juice. And uh, Chad, it's juicy. Oh, God. Pur, 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 pur. Uh, but it's got that like double dry hop like heavy flavor to it which is my favorite uh and yeah it's really really good so again bearded iris brewery out of nashville if you're ever picking up some nashville beers pick up bearded iris it's really really good uh so now gab as the chemist uh can you confirm yeah. can you confirm whether chemicals in beer are good or bad <laughs> I'm what kind of chemical? <laughs> what kind of chemical? <laughs> yeah, what kind of chemical? I don't know. I have here? no idea. But whatever the scent is coming out of that beer, that kind of scent coming out of my beer scares me. <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> Go on. Um, I mean, it just depends. I mean, I'm sure they're not going to put anything harmful in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Did you mix it with bleach? Because that would be a problem. <laughs> hey, yeah. can I take a picture of you guys with your beers to put on my Instagram story? Of course, yeah, we of course. can take pictures. Of course, okay, we can all me... take pictures. Okay, everybody, okay. wait till I get it up, and then I'll say pose. I'll, then I'll say I'll you guys you, look super great. I'll get you. I'll get. I'll get you my good side. Yes, yes, okay. Chad. Cover your face as much as possible. Give great. me like thirty <laughs> seconds because my phone is so slow. That's we my got only problem. A here. thirty second photo pause. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna put both in there. <laughs> Get them all. Okay, everybody smile. Ready? Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Beers of the week. We got pictures. We got three Christmas sales. Uh, we've got <laughs> two people double fist, and we got bourbon happening over here. Uh, I don't even know what's going on. This this garage beers of the week has gone off the rails in such a good way. I am I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. This is going to be a party with Miss Gab Gotti. So those are our garage beers of the week. Cheers to you, uh, you three on the podcast. Cheers to all of you, the listeners. Don't uh, forget send us your garage beers of the week. Send us recommendations. What are you drinking? What do you suggest? We will feature that on the podcast. Uh, and now it's time to get into some talk with Gab. Uh, so let's start with you a little bit because your, your, your social media following has grown like crazy. Uh, uh, you're all over Twitter. You're again, like I said before, you're all over Instagram. Your TikToks are great. Very entertaining. Uh, I have to say as, uh, uh, not the youngest guy in the world. Uh, it took me a minute. I like, I just got into TikTok like a month ago and now I'm an addict. Like it's the greatest thing. Oh yeah. Thing. It's addicting. I, Yes. It's horrible. I feel like I spend more time on that than anything else because once it like learns you, it just sends <laughs> you things that you like. It's great. <laughs> my first week on TikTok uh, yeah. was miserable. Yeah. And then it knows everything. Yeah. Like my first week, am I allowed to say, what am I allowed? Am I allowed to say ass on here? Cause I already You're, said it. You can you say can anything on here. Whatever okay. you want. <laughs> okay. Cause my first week on TikTok, it was literally just straight ass and tits. Oh, right. And then I yeah. started liking the videos that I wanted to see. And now it's puppies, home <laughs> decor, food, fashion, no more ass, no more tits. Just like a random ass here and there, but that's it. 
It's like three puppies, an ass, and a beer. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple beers on there. I have some like these girls in New York making these fancy drinks that I'll never be able to make because I don't <laughs> oh, have the time or patience. Right. Yeah. Right, and that, yes, and that will Joe. And that will probably never be able to afford either. They're probably forty bucks a piece. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Joe. Joe follows all like the cooking stuff. So we get up the uh, or last night we were watching a movie. Joe buys this like slab of beef, goes on TikTok, follows a recipe on TikTok, gets up this morning. He marinates it overnight. He slices it up, marinates it overnight. Gets up this morning. Four hours later, we have the most delicious beef jerky. Oh, nice. Never had in your whole life. Recipe TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. But Mike's son, the neglect Mike's son feels right now because of TikTok is is unbelievable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> My kid feels no neglect. I know, I know. I got I know. him on TikTok. It's great. He's three. It's fine. Oh, perfect, perfect. Uh so uh yeah, just kind of yeah, just tell us your story a little bit. Like, you know, <laughs> tell us your story about like you know, if you're a Cleveland sports fan, especially if you're on social media, um, everybody kind of knows who you are at this point. Uh, so, you know, what's that journey been like for you? How weird is that? Um, it, uh, it's it's kind of really weird because I'm like, I don't know why the fuck these people want to listen to what I have to say. Like, even if I say hi, they're like, oh, my God, how are you? And I'm like, uh, good. I'm, I'm just myself. I'm just myself. Whoa, whoa back off. <laughs> yeah, I miss myself. But it's like it's just so crazy. Um, how it started? Well, like last last Brown season, the first scrimmage, you know, the orange and brown when they scrimmage each other. I was there and I posted a photo of Odell on the sideline, and then I posted like the photo beside it was like the screen and had his face on there and his name. And I said things I'll never get tired of seeing. And that thing like blew up. It got like twenty thousand retweets and like a hundred thousand likes. I had six hundred followers. The next day, I had four thousand. What the hell? holy shit! I love it. And, and then, then you just took off from like, there. Yeah, my friends are like, "You say funny stuff. You should like post about it." I'm like, "I don't really know. Maybe I'll try." And then I did, and I tried. I tried like a little bit. I went like a little bit into it, and I was like, "You know what? Full fucking send at this point. I'm gonna say what I want to. These people are never gonna like meet me in person. Like the mean things that they're they're saying. So I'm just gonna do whatever I want." And I did, and it's been crazy. It's been actually really crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. The the picture that stands out to me, and again, uh, you're not there anymore, but the the post you had that stands out to me was you in Heinz Field oh, in your yeah. Browns gear, surrounded by Steelers fans. And I have to tell you, I, I one of my my dearest dearest friends is a, a massive Steelers fan, and back when now they're doing it again this year, but it's been a while. Back when they played week 17 every year, we went to those games every year. And and I, I remember being in that stadium and all my Browns gear. Now, for the longest time, they never said much to me because they felt bad for us Browns fans, mm-hmm. even as Steelers fans. They were just kind of yeah. like, oh. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Uh, but, yeah, you were down there in Pittsburgh for a bit, uh, uh, just kind of carrying the banner for us Browns fans. Uh, how, how, was, how was that experience? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I really like the city. It's really fun. Yeah. I have a really good time there. Like they drink a lot of alcohol in Pittsburgh. Cheers and to Pittsburgh for that. Yeah. I'm, they drink a lot of alcohol. There's a lot of bars. For as much as I, you know what, for as much as I hate those sports teams and I will forever despise those sports teams. That's the same thing I always said. I've been, to, I've been on two bachelor parties 
in Pittsburgh, and that city is just just great. Yeah, it's yeah, Cleveland. Like the, have you ever been to Southside in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> I've been to Southside a fair few a fair few times, might I say. Yeah, it's yeah. uh went, went there time. after uh went there after we got kicked went there after we got kicked out of the Hofbra house. Oh, <laughs> oh I love the Hofbra house. But yeah, Pittsburgh, it was fun. Uh, like my first couple years living there, like you said, like they just didn't care. They're like, oh, the Browns, like we feel sorry for you. Like I wore a Baker jersey and they're like, oh yeah, we like Baker. He's going to be good. Like I'm happy for you guys. Now last year they said, I hate you. Leave, never come back. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, and you were like, okay, okay. all right. Yeah, because like six months prior, they were chanting, let's go Browns in their stadium when they needed us to win for them to make it into the playoffs, which we didn't, which I'm kind of happy about. Yeah. Right. Go fuck yourself guys. Suck <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh. So. Um, so now, so now what brought you back to Cleveland? Uh, Gap would just work or you just wanted to move back? Both. I guess. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Both. Yeah. 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 Well, so, Hey, we're, so. we're, we're glad to have you back. Uh, we're glad you're back in, in the friendly confines. Uh, not having to deal with that nonsense anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. And so speaking of the Browns, let's get into the Browns a little bit. And this is kind of fun. We talked to, we talked to Chad last week. Um, who'd we be last week? The Texans. Jesus. Uh, Chad was at that game in that nonsense there. weather. You were there too, Gab? Yeah. Uh, I said hi to you, Gab, so you, but are, you never waved back. Oh, wow. You did? Wow. Yeah. Sure Real did. nice, Gab. Real nice. Sure did. did you? Sure did. Yeah. Wave at you. <laughs> so, hey, Gab. How you doing? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> 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 so sad. No, I'm just but, but hey, yeah, I hey, was working she's on kind of a big there. deal now, Chad. I know. I know. That's why you that's why you recognize her. So do you have season tickets? Do you go to every game? Uh, my roommate has season tickets, but um I went to the game. <laughs> I shouldn't even tell this story out. It's bad. Tell it. Come tell on. It. We tell bad stories here. You can't. You can't say that and not tell it. I just have a lot of simps. You know what simps are, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if Chad knows. Chad's Chad's a bit older. I was. I was. <laughs> no, I'm not. What? <laughs> I was. I was going to get into this with you. Like, I have an idea of what simps are, but I don't know like the exact like definition. Here he goes. Um, I have a lot of simps that. Uh, <laughs> they're just really they're just really kind to me like they just say do you want these tickets i'm like sure ah okay all right all right it, se- it seems like there's different level of simps now that, oh, that, 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 if you're gonna put if you're gonna put <laughs> that uh put that out there okay all right like there's simps there's stands stands is another twitter term i don't understand is that just being like a big yeah. fan yeah but that's more of like uh i would say like more like musicians kind of have a lot of stands and they're kind of crazy like k-pop stands okay i like how we're doing i like how we're doing twitter terms with chad here anything yeah, else we se- need to teach you on the podcast here? <laughs> it, it, it's a new segment yeah uh what else what is what is uh full send <laughs> full send give me give me some of that too yeah full send <laughs> that one you know what that means i'm gonna full send your ass off this podcast if you keep this up so mean, guys. That's really mean. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna open my other one now. Oh she, man, she has already plowed through the Ryan guy's dad, and well, we're going I to the upside down stone. Okay, 
I don't know if I'm going to like this. All right. Well, go ahead and give us a, give us a review. The Tangerine IPA. Not bad. She's into it. I don't hate it. All right. Good. We don't want you to hate it. All right. So you were down there at the game. Water. Sorry. Oh, that's not great. I know. I don't hate it, but. It's not my favorite if it tastes like water as an IPA, but you know what? Yeah. We'll just go with it. We'll go with it. It's a beer. Beer is beer. Uh, So you were down at the game this week uh, in the weather again. Uh, It was Mm -hmm. nasty down there again. Uh, Rain was falling. It looked terrible. Uh, How was the atmosphere down there? Um, Well, I got to sit like, so I don't know how, I, I don't know why these were the tickets, but there's like a wheelchair section and it's like for like, you can either stand there or you can sit there. I don't know. I don't know how I got those. Those are the section I was in. It has like an overhang. Did not get rain on me at all. Stayed completely dry. Nice. But the game still sucked. <laughs> I mean, it still sucked real bad. Like it was, it was cold, and we just, we just, we just like don't score points, and that's not fun. No. At least like sick? if you go to an NBA game, you know, you're like inside, and someone's scoring at every second. This is like outside, freezing cold, rain, no points turnovers defense touchdown still no offensive points now were these simp tickets were these simp tickets or did you snag like a did you snag like a handicap sticker and you're like this yeah this is me no 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 <laughs> simp tickets oh god chad, okay chad chad you're like the dad of like a teenage kid that like learns a term and you're like wait simp tickets <laughs> Listen, do we listen, get sim tickets? Listen, I I only just got on Twitter once we started this show. So I am still a newbie. <laughs> all right. I'm only That's I'm fair. only That's I'm fair. not That's I'm fair. not even a year into my Twitter account. So <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna learn some things. So Gab, here's a question that we haven't asked. We've talked to a couple of people that been down to Browns games, including Chad, who's worked a couple of Browns games. Uh, but we haven't really talked about this. How's how like uh, weather aside? Uh, COVID aside, like, how's the atmosphere down there for these games? Like, uh, people are excited. I mean, yeah, people are really excited, fun? but people are like angry too. I don't know why they're so angry. People at the game, a lot of angry <laughs> Like, I, I guess, like, because when you go to a normal game, you know how there's like those certain fans that like just stand out there, just like they're funny, but they're just screaming the whole time. Yeah, I think those are the only ones that are attending the no. game. Right? <laughs> Oh, I think God. so. <laughs> I want to go down to a game. Like I haven't been to a game yet. I don't. I probably won't go to one this year. But like, yeah. I probably that would probably be the happiest I've ever been at a Browns game. Yeah, oh, there's nobody around you. I don't you have do to wait in a long line of people to pee in the men's room, and no I can grab. All. I can grab something at the concession stands. That's great. Like, you can get it delivered to your seat. What? Come on, you're blowing my mind now. Okay, I think we should make this a full time thing. Yeah. First it was yeah, the Twitter uh, terms. Yeah. Now it's this. Crazy, right? Yeah, it's it sounds amazing because I don't know. There's a there's a time I think in your life where you're like, I don't care. It, I'll stand in the longest line ever. I, then you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to do any of that. Like I got, I have no line for the bathroom at my house, <laughs> and I'm I'm much happier to stand in that no line. Uh, but yeah, is it? I mean. Does it get relatively loud? I mean, it's not like there's 70,000 people. Um, oh, my God. It's so loud. They blast the sound the whole time. Oh, do they? It's extremely loud. Like, I'm trying to talk to the person beside me, and I have to, like, scream for them to hear me. Okay. And then right, you so have the, the mask on so they can't hear or see what you're saying, so you're, like, screaming extra loud. 
just swearing at everybody like it's not me. I didn't do that. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. So the Browns win this last week, 22 to 17 over the Eagles uh, in a fantastic videos uh, video that the Browns put out Kevin Stefanski after the game in a, in a great speech to the team that got everybody fired up, got me fired up, uh, uh, said some will try to tell you that shit was ugly. That shit was beautiful. How do you guys feel about that? Are you guys agreeing with, with Kevin Stefanski? Because I think he's my new best friend. I mean, I just get lost in his eyes. So any, I believe anything the man would say. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, like there's Kevin Love and then there's Kevin Stefanski. And I don't know which Kevin is better. Like which Kevin is better looking in Cleveland? I, I can't tell you. Man, is that um, a question for all of us? Because uh, yeah, I'm going to have to think about that. You. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to go with Stefanski. I mean, they're 1A and 1B. I'm going with Stefanski too. They're 1A and 1B. I mean, of course, Stefanski's like got the Silver Fox thing going, but Kevin, uh, you know, you know, uh, Kevin's a good second option, I guess. I'm going Stefanski because I feel like I'm going to go Silver Fox here at some point. Uh, And so I have a kindred thing with him. What about you, Joe? Caleb's got the dog. Oh, Caleb does have the dog. And that should should hit home with you guys. He does have a dog. It's so cute. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. What's that? What, what do you uh, what do you do? I and I, I don't have it right in front of me, and I should have had this in my notes, so I feel stupid. But what's the uh, what's the 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 account that you have about the athletes with their dogs? Oh, it's called Sports Pups. Yes. Uh, I've been posted on there in a few days. I've been a little busy, but I need to post something on there soon. <laughs> I, I haven't posted one, on there in a couple of days. I posted one of Miles Garrett and his dog, and it did really well. <laughs> I posted one with Higgins and his dog, and he retweeted it. So the whole, so the whole concept of that of that page is you just post pictures of athletes with their dogs, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. It's good. why is that? Yeah, I mean, that's it's the greatest thing want. on. Yeah, it's the greatest thing on Twitter. You're giving <laughs> I mean, people what they need. Wholesome. You can't you can't talk shit to pictures of dogs. Like, come on, you can't no. do that. No. Well, you can, but you'd be a total message. idiot. Yeah, yeah I haven't got- gotten a rude message on there yet. Actually, no, one guy did block it. What? Why? <laughs> uh, what is his name? Ben Albright. Oh my what? god! Oh my god! Yeah, really? Ben Albright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he blocked. <laughs> well, listen, I know Ben, ben Albright probably, probably, probably uh, in 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 many circles, certainly in Cleveland on social media, probably not the most popular guy. No, nope, uh, and he definitely hates dogs, so we wouldn't be friends. You got to be a special kind of asshole that would talk shit about dogs. <laughs> what the hell? All right, yeah, special kind of asshole yeah, blocking dog page. All right, that's you know what that brought me down there. I was I was all excited about the dog page. <laughs> Sorry, me too. And then I just thought, oh yeah, that asshole Ben Albright. Let's not talk about him anymore. <laughs> let's let's leave that yeah, out of here. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. I'm not Hang trying on, to talk about a guy back. that blocks dogs. Be right back. I'm tweeting him. Yeah. Ben Albright. Oh my God. Just leave in the podcast to tweet Ben Albright. Can you not? Go fuck yourself. Okay. Send. Done. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, All right. So you guys are checking Twitter. You guys are checking Twitter. I'm not checking Twitter. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Back to the Browns. Browns and Eagles. Man, that first half, like Gab was talking about, that first half, it was slow. That was a slow first half. It was kind of rough to watch. Uh, Taki Taki 
got the touchdown. Oh, that, was that was sweet. That was sweet. Uh, but other than that, it was just frustration. Uh, the Eagles were just selling out to stop the Browns run game and it was working. Uh, and pass game wasn't providing any assistance. The Browns defense played great. Uh, but second half turned around kind of nice. I mean, uh, Browns wind up with 22 points. Uh, Chubb winds up with over 110 yards rushing, including the stiff arm. Can we talk about the stiff arm for a minute? Can we talk about this? What? So nonchalant. Yeah, right. They zoomed in on his face and he looked like, up just another day. Yeah, he didn't even look at the guy. He was just like, oh, God, this is it. Get this fly off of me. Did they, did you notice that in the stadium, Gab? Or like, no, no. Did like a replay come up and everybody go crazy? Yes. Replay, absolutely. Because I did not see that shit when I was sitting there. Because it was me the whole time like this. (laughs) <laughs> but dry freezing but dry yeah yeah Thank- yeah but still really cold hashtag simp tickets freezing but dry hashtag uh, simp tickets ooh. that was it Ooh, that's your next hashtag on the on when you when you take a picture from brown stadium I'm telling you i'm telling you <laughs> uh but yeah uh chubb got him going a little bit kareem hunt with the craziest hurdle of a human being i think i've ever seen and there have been some crazy ones, mm-hmm. but the reason I call this one the craziest is because it looked like <laughs> it looked like somebody set stairs down in front of that person, and Kareem just like climbed the stairs and went over. But yeah, there were no he stairs. really went over. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I, again, I, I, we talked. I I, I, ta- I said Kevin Stefanski, and we immediately went into like dreamboat Kevin Stefanski for a minute, which is totally understandable. But are we agreeing with what he said? Oh uh, yeah, uh, sure. What's going on? But what's with why? Why do we? Why do I continuously have to deal with Browns fans that talk about ugly wins like they're a bad thing? They're not a bad thing, but I just wish for more things. You know, I'm I'm pretty <laughs> greedy, and I want to. I've been down bad for so long that I just want them to do everything right. You know, like it's just been so bad for so long. You're just like. Come on, just maybe do this next time too, because then it would be more sick. Like I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm very happy with how things are going. However, do I want a little bit more? Yes, <laughs> because why not? So where do you want more? Where is the more that you're looking Touchdown for? Touchdown passes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what right. I want more. So that's what I want more. Well, if we're getting well, we're well, we're getting into that then. Uh, if you mentioned that, you are notoriously you do not like Baker Mayfield. Why is that? I don't hate him. I don't hate him. You want me to give you a little bit of my Baker Mayfield spiel that I'll okay, I'll just do it anyway. Oh God, I don't block? hate Baker Mayfield. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. This has nothing to do with him person. Like this is not personal. It's only personal on the field. Okay. All right. Okay. I like Baker Mayfield. He seems like a cool guy. I would love to drink many beers with Baker Mayfield. He's he's funny. Like his commercials are so good. Hilarious. However, I just feel like there's other people that could do what he's doing a little better. Not saying what he's doing isn't good enough because it's good enough to win the games that we need to win. And I love that. However, again, like I said, I'm a selfish asshole who would love to see Deshaun Watson or Dak Prescott throwing touchdown passes to Odell. That'd be cool. I'll never see that. But I would just like to think in an ideal world, that'd be the best possible thing that could happen. 
Well, hey, listen, I think I think you still have time. I think uh, again, this is my thing forever, and I uh, until until maybe next year or the year after, you put a, 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 a I don't care if he's the first overall pick or a sixth rounder. You put a dude in four systems in three years. Uh, it's gonna take some time, and we've talked about that with former NFL players. Uh, yeah. Cecil Shorts, we talked. We uh, Cecil Shorts went through that in Jacksonville with consistent turnover and consistent. And he said the same thing. Like he's kind of like that. He's like, listen, I expect you to do better as the first overall pick, but he's been through that turnover after turnover after turnover and how hard that is. And, and I don't make excuses so much like Baker's got to play, but I see that in him. Like, I don't know about you, but I see that in him. Yeah. Those throw, some of those throws, like there are maybe three or four times, even in the games where he doesn't play well, where he makes a throw where I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, man, okay. I'm sucked back in. That's what we want. So, yeah. And then also, I feel like when I talk shit on Baker, he does better. So I feel like I have to keep doing it. That's fair. That's fair. If you would. I said, let's get Deshaun Watson. This guy throws 22 for 22 passes, whatever, wins the game. So maybe I should just keep saying it. <laughs> okay, well, fair. Hey, he's notoriously the guy that likes to have a chip on his shoulder. So keep on, keep on, keep it on, Gab. Well, I made him get skinny, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, you made it. <laughs> On accident. Baker Mayfield, skinny maker. On accident? On accident. There was, did you see that photo? I'm sorry, I just like keep bringing up random things, but did you no, see that photo of him where it was just him and it was like Jabril Peppers and Saquon and all these people, they were in Miami, and there was pale-ass... Yeah dad bod baker mayfield in the corner so i took that photo and said i am the baker mayfield of my friend group <laughs> and like this thing was published and like that he was in so many articles like it was in so many articles um saquon barkley said we shouldn't that shame baker mayfield um he looks fine out here. and they read it to him on part of my tape Oh really? Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! That's wow! Great. All because, all because, I, yeah. and, and you were, you were, you were, you were being self-deprecating to yourself. Yeah. And you made Baker get skinny. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I'm going to take credit for it. Hey, listen. Why <laughs> you bought that Peloton? Because of me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's why uh, the wife was in there videoing him pelotoning. Uh, all right. So, hey, listen, uh, the one good thing about the game this week and the game the last couple weeks, defense is coming around. Uh, I think everybody was a bit panicked. Joe here called the Eagles game a trap game, which was hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah. But, but the defense is coming around. They've played really well. Actually, the last few weeks, last three, four games, uh, which begs the question. Uh, we were all freaking out. Uh, Miles Garrett not playing. Uh, everybody's freaking out about what that was going to mean for the pass rush. Uh, and in reality, um, have we all been doubting Olivier Vernon because Miles Garrett is too good? Uh, because yeah. Olivier Vernon went off this week. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. No, because. No way. Because, because, oh, like. Miles Garrett is going to get his sacks. Like, he's going to get his. Olivier Vernon has played just an incredible role 
as like the compliment to Miles Garrett. Pressure on the quarterback, not always getting that sack number, but like if you watch tape and film where you're paying attention during these games, Olivier is always causing and influencing yes. something yes. in that pocket. And it's not always resulting yes. in a sack number, but it's like there. Chad, Chad, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna Twitter word uh, uh, school you. I have been and still am an Olivier Vernon stan, and it's not because he had a three sack game. I have said countless times how many times has Olivier Vernon caused a quarterback to rush uh, rush a throw? How many times has Olivier Vernon been literally standing there as Miles Garrett is taking them down, just like right there? Uh, I, I think the numbers haven't come. Uh, but I think Olivier Vernon has actually been much better than anybody thinks he's been. If you watch him during the games, he is consistently disrupting the backfield. So you have a crush on Olivier Vernon, or is that a simp? No, yeah, that's not. Olivier <laughs> Vernon simp. Oh, okay. I said I'm Olivier Vernon stan. I, oh, that's gotcha, gotcha. different. Simp, gotcha. simp, 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 so hard. Simping it. No, false. I am uh, not paying for him to have any tickets to go to any sporting events. <laughs> uh, well, well, guys, I think clearly the answer is Miles has been holding Olivier back. I think that's yeah. it. Just cut Miles <laughs> right now. Yeah, and, just never uh, have him on the field ever again. <laughs> yeah, and then Olivier is just going to go off. He's going to get the sack record. All right. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know what? You know what? I'm an Olivier Vernon stand now, too, only when Miles is not on the field. How about that? That's fair. That's fair. But defense is played. Sheldon Richardson, simp. Oh, okay. Love that guy. He's awesome. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. You really are. You're throwing me off. You're throwing me off with the simps in the stands. I don't, I don't fucking know the difference. (laughs) 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 Um, maybe. Okay. So like a, like the stands are more of like a cult. And the simps are more like in love with them, kind of. I don't. I don't know. I'm not really helping it either. Yeah, I'm going Stan. back. I'm going back to an Olivia Vernon stand. I will cult for him. I'm not cult. trying to like make out with him. I feel like you want to say simps or stalkers, either, but, but like, <laughs> like I feel like you want to say simps or stalkers. No, 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 no. Ah, look at no. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. I am a. Yeah. I'm a simp. I am not a stan. I am an Ariana Grande stan. I am an Odell Beckham Jr. simp. Well, I'm so glad that you explained that because my knowledge of that has gone nowhere. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it has gone absolutely nowhere. Uh, all right. So here's the cool thing, right? Browns are six and three, or seven and three. Seven. Jesus Christ. Easy. Jesus Christ. Woo! Browns are seven and three. Watch your mouth. Was there ever a day that we thought, could you imagine being like, yeah, the Browns are no. totally going to be seven and three starting this? What? No. No. I thought we were going to go 0 and 16 again. Like, I tell myself that every year to just prepare for the best. It hurts less. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Right? If I say we're going to be right? bad, it feels better when we win two games. Listen, I thought we were going to be bad. Exactly. But those two Temper games were great. Expect- yeah, fair. Temper your expectations. That why you're not that way. It's that much sweeter when we win. Like they don't ruin your Sunday, huh? How about that? Listen, we didn't temper our expectations on this show, though. 
Okay. Like right, we yeah. played the schedule game at the beginning of the year with uh, with Cameron Justice. All of us independently, yeah. independently, all of us <laughs> picked the Browns to go eleven and five. I love okay, that. fine. Fair also, she's awesome. It's she just, is awesome. She's yeah. she's been on the show a couple times. She's great. We yeah, we love awesome. Cameron Justice, but like we all independently chose them to go eleven and five. I said ten and six. Both of those do not seem impossible right now. Isn't it crazy? I might cry thinking about it. <laughs> like, what can you? No one can talk shit to me for at least a year. We already won seven games. You can't say anything. Shut the fuck up. We have won seven games. Uh, we talked about this. We do a little Browns wrap up uh, uh, on Sundays, and we talked about this. And this is the thing that hit me. Joe and I were talking about here while we were watching the game. This is the thing that hit me. Right, the Browns have won seven games. Yeah. No. I'm still worried about how they're going to get to 10. Right? I'm still worried. I, I, they got three very winnable games on the schedule, but I'm still worried about it. Yeah, <laughs> Jacksonville and both New York. But I'm still worried about it. I'm still like, oh, God, they're the Browns. Uh, imagine. Like, I feel like we have won more games than any team in the history of football. Because I've, I, my teams don't win games. We don't win seven out of ten games. Imagine what it's like being one of these teams that just routinely wins 12 games. I'd throw up every single game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally start yakking everywhere. I I like, how do you win more games than you play? Because that must be how you get to 12. Listen, just, uh, the, fact that, yeah. just, just the fact that we're not going to have double-digit losses this year makes me want to puke. So... <laughs> <laughs> So. Oh my God, that'd be so crazy! I would like. I'm just saying right now, if the Browns make the playoffs, I am going to be the most toxic person on the internet. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like I deserve it. We all deserve it. We can say whatever the hell we want if they make the playoffs. I don't even care if they get a first round exit. Playoffs. I'm going to say whatever I want. And let's say they win the playoff game. Oh boy! Someone <laughs> oh, has to block me, I guess. Oh boy! I'm going to lose it. I will literally lose it. So that's all I'm saying. Listen, it's a weird year in the NFL. Uh, I don't think there's those like crazy unbeatable teams. I know, I know the Steelers are having a crazy good year, and and you know, good for them. Ten and zero, nope. and eh, good for them. Whatever, it is what it is. Uh, I agree. I don't like them, although I will always root for them when they play the Ravens. Uh, but uh, I don't feel like they're that unbeatable ten and zero team. Like, I don't feel like there's – they came out with the scenario. If the, if the playoffs started now, the Browns would play the Bills. I and, like that. And listen, listen, the Bills are good. I, I respect the Bills. I think they're a good team. I think Josh Allen has been better than I ever thought he was going to be. They've got good players. Defensively, they play well. Stephon Diggs now on that team is, is doing great. Uh, so, no disrespect to the Bills at all. If you ask me real objectively, are the Browns better than the Bills? I would not say yes to that question uh, uh, on a just like a, an overarching basis, but like, give me one game in the playoffs against the Bills. Can the Browns win that game? Uh, fuck yeah, we can. Yes, we can yeah. win that game. So now I don't know what I'm doing. Team. You can tell me any team they're playing in the playoffs, and I'm gonna say we're winning that game. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> fuck that guy. We're winning that game. <laughs> I don't know how to feel this way though. Like I say things like that. And then immediately my head is like, what are you talking Regret about? It? Well, Why are you what saying have you done that for the last 20 years? <laughs> yeah. The same thing. I know. I hate to say, and Chad's in the same boat. I hate to say that I'm old enough to like, remember 
when we could actually feel comfortable when the team with the team winning. I know. Yeah, yeah you can. Nope. Joe's Joe's no only memories are bad football. Me too. And Gab's only memories bad football. I remember when it was fun to like be a Browns fan and like you could expect them. When to was win that? Game. Oh, Gab. That was when I, I was little. Yeah, I remember going. I remember going to Browns games like. I was alive back in the, back in the eighties, but I like I wasn't like you know I I, yeah. I was I was just a huge Browns fan because I grew up with it. But like it, yeah. it was it was it got crazy. Like I remember walking to the stadium yeah. from the Muni lot, and like my uncles would throw like firecrackers at the feet of Steeler fans. Like that, <laughs> that's funny. Like that's like that's coming how he from, did it. Coming from someone that does not know that, that just sounds like just a ton of bullshit right there. It's not. No, yeah, I promise you it isn't. No, it's 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 not. The, it was nuts. The stuff that you could bring into the old stadium, like people oh, used yeah. to bring in, like you, you people crazy. would bring in dog food and dog treats and throw them at people. <laughs> like, it was awesome. I, oh my god! Like you can't even bring anything now. Like Sunday, I went and they say where like you have to have a clear bag, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. you can't have any. I had a clear bag, and like the chain of it was like metal. I couldn't bring that in. <laughs> yeah. Really? I got it off, what? Yeah, I got it. I got it off of Amazon for like $7 and like the chain was metal. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. So I'll just get that to bring it in. And I go to walk in the game and they're like, uh, you can bring the bag in, but you can't bring the chain. And I'm like, I literally saw like five girls in front of me with the same shit that just walked in. Why can't I do it? They said, the chain's not allowed. I said, okay, I'm just going to fucking throw it away. They said, why are you going to do that? I said, well, where else do you want me to put it? <laughs> they said, okay, that's fine. Threw the bag in the trash, walked in. Here, you, oh, wear, you wear it for me, okay? You wear it for me, I'll come by to get it at the end of the game. You can't bring anything in there. You can't yeah. do anything fun anymore. Oh, yeah, well, that was not how it was. Back in the day, not how it was. You could bring literally a person in under a coat, and nobody would give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just yeah. ride on somebody's shoulders right into the stadium. Be like, yeah, come on in. Yeah, opposing, opposing players would uh, – there was a reason the Browns made – the visiting team warm up in the dog pound end in that old stadium. Yep. There's like, like guys would get pelted with pelted with dog biscuits all the time. It, it, yep. just, it would just be not oh, yes. it was a true. It was a true home. It was a true home field advantage. Oh man. I love that. I wish you could do that now. I'd love to throw some dog treats. I like Juju Schuster. <laughs> again, I, oh, Jesus. I, I, again, not being a super old guy, but remembering that I wish, especially like, the younger generation of Browns fans understood like we see the dog pound in the new stadium and it's cool, but I wish people understood what like the younger generation, not that you don't understand it. It's not an understand thing because all you got to do is watch TV and you'll see what it was. But like, I wish everybody could have experienced what that was actually like uh, back at the old stadium with just, it was insane. It was insane. And now it's like, it's funny because back then it was insane and it was like this camaraderie and it was mm-hmm. kind of fun. And I, I'm hoping it kind of gets back to that. I've, I've complained a little bit about the dog pound in that I feel like it's gotten like kind of ugly and it was never like, it wasn't super ugly back then. It was like, oh, it, wasn't. it wasn't like, let's fight everybody. It was like, it was like, let's throw dog bones and dog treats and bark and woof and yell and scream. And now it's like, let's fight somebody in a Titans jersey. And you're like, why are you fighting somebody? in Or let's fight our own fans because they did that at the very first game this season. Yeah. Stop. Dumb. Don't be, don't be, don't be dickheads. Just go down and have a good time. And, and listen, I, I'm a fan of the Browns. 
And I will go watch them in other states. I'll go to Pittsburgh. I'll go to Detroit. I'll go to other places and watch the Browns. And I expect to be treated fine. So let's, you know, I don't know. I'm, I, 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 I'm cool with Raz. I'm cool with Raz and other fans, but let's yeah. not like when you see a 12 year old in a Steelers jersey, let's not be like, fuck you, kid. Like, oh my yeah. God. You, uh, that's what it's turned into. And that's not what it was before. It wasn't like yeah, that. Yeah, it's bad. It's pretty bad. That's how, that's how it is in Pittsburgh, too, though, now, because I got hit in the head with a beer can when I was there. Oh, good. That's a problem. Damn. That's a problem. I stood up for like three seconds, and like a fan from the Steelers said, sit your fat ass down, lady. And I turned around, and I said, fuck you. And he threw a beer at me, and then the lady beside me said, there's children here. I said, oh, what? <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> Gab's got a concussion, and the lady next to her is like, "Sit down, there's kids." Yeah, and I said, "Fine, whatever, you know." Yeah, have your concussion oh. somewhere else. <laughs> oh, hey, lady! Hey, lady! Fuck you! <laughs> Good lord! All right, so Browns, uh, big game coming up this week, and again, this was the stretch. I think we pinpointed at the beginning of the year. Uh, These games against the Texans, the Eagles, and the Jaguars, how big these games could be. And this one is big against the Jaguars this week. Uh, No no Miles Garrett again because he has to clear 10 days from when he entered that COVID protocol. Uh, uh, No Denzel Ward now for a little bit. He has a a calf muscle injury. Uh, Are we concerned at all? Yeah. Defense, Yeah. Yeah. Offense, probably also, but maybe, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe just give the ball to Nick Chubb and then we win. No, I'm not really concerned. What's Gardner Minshew going to do? Is he even playing right now? Is Gardner I don't Minshew know. Is he right the now? quarterback? I couldn't even tell you. I'm just I, saying because. I think he's in. Is he? Who he was injured, but I think he was back who? last week. I don't even Some know who else they have. L- who else do they have? Some fella named Lupton has been, has been the quarterback for them the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I like how oh, you called him so a fellow not, like that. Yeah, some fellow. Yes. By the way, fellow <laughs> goes by Luckin. random fellow playing for the Jaguars. Like this year, it's so hard to keep up with which quarterback is playing for each team. Like you got Alex right. Smith out there, you got Andy Dalton last week. Yeah. I didn't even know he was back because Garrett Gilbert was there the week before. Yeah, it's a mess. And right. then like the Dolphins, Tua, what's his face? Yeah, you, by you don't even know. Fitz Magic. Tua and then Fitz, Fitz Magic. Yeah. You don't even know who's out there when you turn on the games. It's a surprise every time. Well, listen, Jacksonville, I don't know if it's Gardner Minshew. I don't know who's playing quarterback for them, to be honest. Doesn't matter. James, James Robinson's one of the first players in the NFL to, to achieve 1,000 yards from the line of scrimmage this year. It's been really good at running back for them. Uh, otherwise, not a lot for you to be concerned about on offense. DJ Chark's a pretty good player at wide receiver. Uh, defensively, it's the return of Joe Show. Uh, Joe oh, Schobert. I forgot about that. Former longtime Cleveland Brown uh, and really a captain of the team and somebody that at the linebacker position we could really freaking use this he year. He hates us. Does he really? He has to. Yeah, I, I agree. Expand upon he that. He definitely – he does. He definitely hates us. You went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now the Browns <laughs> are winning. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else you need to say. To refute like that I, point. I just like like his wife was saying some stuff on the internet because you know like the like I I like his wife I do but you know how the wives like say the stuff after they leave and 
she was saying some stuff like I can't believe they did this. Blah blah blah. They hate right. us. Yeah, because they would because they wouldn't want didn't want to pay him ten million dollars, eleven million dollars. They, Which they was, shouldn't have. Right. They didn't know. think it was I'm, worth I the contract. Paid, or, I, I, I might have paid him. <laughs> I might have paid him. You going to use that money to pay Nick Chubb or like? I mean, I who else on defense are you going to pay? I mean, you got to pay Denzel Ward and then right. who? Well, obviously Olivier okay. Vernon after he miles is out and he gets <laughs> another he gets another four sacks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know he does that again. If he has a game like that again this week, he'll be like tied for the league league in sacks. By the way, yeah, which he may. It's Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I uh, uh, I'm not super concerned about the game. Uh, again, I, I I'm hoping. Here's what I'm hoping, Gab. I'm going to get on the same page with you. I'm hoping that getting out of uh, this uh, again, not, not excuse making, but the last three weeks that they played in Cleveland has been the most disaster weather three weeks, maybe that I've ever seen in a row. Like, and that's saying something we've had like one horrible game here and there, but it's usually not three like that in a row. And the funny thing is they played that game against the Raiders, which was awful weather. Awful. So bad. The bye week, it was like 70 and sunny. Yeah. And then they come back against the Texans and the Eagles, and it's just awful weather. So it's I don't know that During that bye week, I was not in Cleveland, and I was in Florida, and it was a hurricane. So I've only had bad weekends for the last <laughs> month. So. Oh, oh, man. God. I don't know. Uh, I feel like yeah. going down to Jacksonville hopefully gets things right. So I'm hoping what you were saying before with – Throwing more touchdown passes. I'm hoping uh, again. It's it's not easy to throw the ball. You saw it with Deshaun Watson, right, against the Texans. Dude only threw yeah. for uh, threw for 160 yards. It was not easy to throw the ball that game. Heck no. So I'm hoping that getting down to Jacksonville, they can open up the offense a little bit. Uh, the passing game contributes like the running game has been. Uh, yeah, I'm not real worried about it. Should we? I, I feel like I feel like we got a real good chance at eight and three. Should we all just Win go down to TDs? Yeah. Yeah. Baker has three touchdown passes this week, huh? Come on, let's oh go. My God. One, this is what I need to happen. This okay. is what I need to happen. And if this doesn't happen, I'm going to say, get this guy off my team. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And it's nothing crazy. I'm not saying anything crazy. And when I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, probably. I need Jarvis Landry to get a one touchdown pass. He has zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He literally yeah, has none. He has none. He almost had one. He did drop it. Uh, he did drop that one. However, yeah. you, that's the only target in the end zone he's had this season, really. Come on. Like, that sucks. Do better. He's been open so many times. Yeah, we crazy. can all see it. Well, maybe, I need a you know, Jarvis touchdown pass. Well, maybe we should all go down to Jacksonville so we can have a good weather weekend for a Browns game, huh? Hold up a sign, throw it to Jarvis. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who's got the hookup for sim tickets in Jacksonville? <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me just put in a good word. Just work your connection. It's so funny. He has more, us- yeah. He's thrown a touchdown pass, but he hasn't caught one. So give us Isn't tickets that in that pool. Give us tickets yeah. in that yeah, pool. Who's got pool tickets? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Pool yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be no COVID in that pool. pool tickets. There'll oh. be no COVID in that pool at all. You can actually talk to the COVID in that pool. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Let's call that. I think I'm okay to call that. Let's call it Jarvis Landry touchdown this week against Jacksonville. Are right. you a bet on that? Because I will. 
I will bet on that too. I think, I think that's fair. Plus they got to know it. You know, I've talked about that a little bit on this podcast. Jarvis is one of my favorite, literally one of my favorite all time Browns. Uh, He does everything. He does everything. And he, you know, look at that Nick Chubb. I know you've talked, uh, you've talked to Hollywood Higgins. Uh, You've interviewed uh, Richard Higgins. Good dude. Uh, obviously, yeah. he's got great chemistry with Baker. They need to they need to keep that going and quit yeah. ignoring that. Um, but like, look at these guys, Jarvis and Rashard Higgins on that Nick Chubb run where he stiff armed the dude into all the way through the earth. Uh, look who was blocking all the way down the field. There's Jarvis. There's Hollywood Higgins just laying out blocks all the way down the field. Uh, he's a big ass guy too. Yeah. Yeah, Jarvis yeah, is a big boy. He's a big guy. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, they got to know. They got to be talking because you know Baker loves Jarvis too. They got to be talking. Yeah. They got to be talking like, all right, let's get Jarvis. Come let's on, get let's Jarvis just, into the let's end zone. Do it. Yes. He, ha- I'd, ha- I'd cry probably. I'd be so happy. <laughs> he needs that. <laughs> all right, Browns, Jaguars, make Gab cry. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not what you'd ordinarily want, but hey, hey, like, Gab, happy tears, happy tears. Hey, Gab, so you work for FanDuel now? Will Jarvis getting a touchdown pass be a prop bet? I mean, is that going to be? Uh, well, that's that always be- on there, you know. Anytime touchdown score, yeah. <laughs> no, so now what is it that you do? You just promote them? Like, what is what is FanDuel? What do you what do you do for FanDuel now? Um, I just make, I make a lot of videos and I do like giveaways and stuff. Sweet. Yeah. It's fun. It's really fun. Like it's just, it's just a step closer for me to quitting my day job to do sports full time, I guess, you know? Yeah. So what does sports full time look like for you? Um, what does it look like for me? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. There's so many things I would want to do. I could never be a broadcaster. That's out of the question. (laughs) <laughs> maybe on like Fox because like they don't give a shit what you do on there but on ESPN they would never have me ESPN would never have me on that program absolutely never ever too many profanities too much bias let's go like, FS1 sign me up Colin Coward I would love to argue with that man <laughs> the Browns uh, won bitches yeah, yeah right. you can do that all over Fox it's fine yeah but like ESPN is not for me and I know that, and that's fine. I'm never going to be there. Maybe have my own, like, YouTube stuff where people listen to me, maybe a podcast. I don't know. I've been thinking about all those things. I just haven't done them yet, but those are all possibilities, maybe. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. But yeah. You've got it there. You've got the – you. you've got one thing you have that we didn't to start this, but we're working on it. Uh, literally, I think I had, like, 178 followers when we started this podcast. So – uh, we're working on building that up. You've got that though. So that'll help you, uh, as you get into your, into your sports, uh, talking career. But, uh, yeah, that would be great. That'd be awesome. We could see, I, I could know. see it. You could, you could see it. I just don't know if I could provide quality content every single week. Well, listen, all you have to do is either call out Benjamin Albright Fact. or talk shit or, on big Ben. Or team up with his arch nemesis, Suryat. Absolutely. Which you did this week. Yeah, we jumped in like Erie. Ah. What the hell? 
<laughs> I said I was going to do it, so I had to do it. Why? Do anything for clout, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Because, like, as soon as I saw that video, I just, the look on your face was instant regret. <laughs> okay, um, I didn't think it was that bad. The only part that was bad was we didn't wear shoes walking down, so I was barefoot the whole time. My oh. feet were, like, so cold that they were almost feeling like they were on fire. Does that make sense? No, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's called Yeah, my feet were so cold. They're fine now. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> that was the worst part about it. My feet were so cold, and when I jumped in the water, I didn't care about any other part of my body. It was just my feet. So everything else was fine. That sounds like something then, you can film in August on, like, a cloudy day. <laughs> yeah, then, but like, yeah. like, oh my god, it's so cold, and then it's, it's really like eighty now. degrees it's outside. It's more fun now. <laughs> no. I did it. Um, I didn't hate it. Would I do it again? Probably. Well, it really was not that bad. It was kind of refreshing. But like when I did take a shower, I had like so many sticks and leaves in my hair. It was gross. <laughs> I I don't know that I can jump on board with you on that one. I feel like I'd be like, nah. Uh, yeah, see, I thought that too, and then I went and I did it, and it wasn't that bad. Okay, all right, so you jumped in, it wasn't that bad. It helps that the Browns won. I mean, you, you were at the Browns game, you were already freezing. Yeah, I left the game with like four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Right, which is great, because they clearly already had it locked up, and I clearly yeah, like wasn't not pissing went, my pants on this couch over here. <laughs> and I said, I'm out of here, and then I Ubered there, and then we just jumped in the water, and I went home. Oh, good Lord. Well, listen, more power to you on that. I hope you don't have to do that again because that water is only getting colder. Yeah. If they make the playoffs, I'll so do it. Oh, my God. I'm not doing oh that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm not <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we were thinking about, like, doing, like, a charity thing for it. Well, that'd be more cool. To come from Raise that. Some money. Yeah. yeah. For the Cleveland Food Bank. Oh, that'd be very cool. Yeah, but that's a later thing because who knows if we make the playoffs, oh, which we awesome. might. Yeah. We are making the playoffs, Gab. We're making yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. All right, before we let you go, we got a couple other things real quick. Uh, the Browns obviously yeah, going to Jacksonville right, looking right to go 8-3. Right right. Wait, oh, break. breaking news, guys. Okay, breaking news. Gab, we make the playoffs, we win. I'm jumping in that lake with you. Done. Okay, come on, show up. We're in, we were in Rocky River. Done. My yeah. hometown. Ooh. My beautiful hometown of Rocky River. So show up there. That's where I'll be in the water. Deal. I will be at the top of those stairs that you went down. Yeah. yeah. Not going with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those so stairs let's were the coldest part of the whole journey. Let's get off the Browns for a minute. Let's go real quick because this was a good week. We don't want to talk about only the Browns. Uh, this was a good week, and we know you you posted some stuff on this. This was a good week for the Cavs. Uh, Cavs are my favorite team. Are they your favorite team? They've been for a long time. All right, so three major things happened with the Cavs this week. Uh, well, over the last week, they mm-hmm. won uh, with their first pick, the fifth overall pick in the draft. They take Isaac Okoro. Yep, uh, I knew that was fa- happening. They're your favorite team. How are you feeling about that? I mean, what are we going to do? Every year we freaking draft a guard. So why, why would I expect less? So I like him. I do like him. I think he's well, not a guard. He basically is. I mean, he's six, nine. He can't shoot. He's a forward. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what they do with him. 
Yeah, hopefully. I mean, he should be their small forward. Uh, we'll see what they do with him. Fair. Fair. And yeah, so it's every single year that's what they do. They do it. I like him. I think he, he looks like he's good at basketball. I watched his highlights. Yeah. But I don't like SEC players. I just don't like the idea of SEC basketball players. I like Colin Sexton. I don't like the idea of it. Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. Like, uh, yeah, we got them all. And I'm like, I don't know why we keep doing it. I don't hate them. I like them a lot, but it just, I don't know. I don't know. All right. All right. Fair. So the, 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 uh, the jury's out for you on Isaac Okoro, depending on how they play him. If they play him at guard, I'm going to have serious questions about anybody that runs that organization. Cause he's not a guard, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, second thing that happened this week, uh, Tristan Thompson on his way out. He heads to the Stop Boston him. Celtics. How are you yeah. feeling about that? Um, Tristan Thompson, thought king of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, tell like Chad Tristan. what that means. Tell Chad what that means. Ch- Chad did not get that. <laughs> you, do you know what that means, thought? Yeah, thought's like a whore, isn't it, basically? Like a thought's a slut? <laughs> what, isn't it? Yeah, basically. That's <laughs> it, that's it. Thought King TT going to the Celtics. I'm happy for him. Did I think that we were going to keep him for a long time? No. Do I think Kevin Love is also going to go sometime soon? Yes. But shout out to him, you know. He's done a lot of things for us. He's made our lives exciting, say the less, in many different ways, on and off the court. Listen, I will say this. I don't care what you think about his off-the-court shit. If – if Tristan's Tom, Tristan Thompson's number doesn't get retired by the end of his journey in the NBA in the in the arena in Cleveland, somebody's doing something wrong. That number well, needs to him. go up. It should. Yeah, it yeah. should. Number 13 needs to go up. Entertaining on and off the court. Right, and he's a thought king. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he is a thought king. Well, I mean, when you're having yeah. seven sums with models, like you're you're probably a thought king, right? While you're dating a Kardashian. While you're dating a Kardashian. Yeah, but it's all calculated. Every single move that they do is calculated. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. I try to stay as far away from that shit as possible. Oh, I Uh, love it. I'm drawn right in. All in. She's all in. It's my wife. Constantly. Oh, new season of Kardashians. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll see you in two weeks. (laughs) It's such a good show. You should watch it. It's ending, though, right? It's, it's, It's like it's it's ending. Yeah, it's going to end so the TikTok girls can make their own shows. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Ryan Seacrest all over that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I swear, he's I'm not their, kidding. He's about their height. Yeah. He's about their height? Yeah. Oh, my Se- Lord. Seacrest in. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no. I Listen, I will be sad to see Tristan in, in a different jersey. He was never one of the top two or three players, even on the team. Uh, but he was always one of the most valuable players on the team. And uh, that's a really cool thing to say about somebody. So I will miss Tristan Thompson. Uh, forget about all the off-court shit because I don't give a shit about that. Uh, but that that number needs to get retired. Uh, what you said about Kevin Love, I think we're going to see. I think, yeah. I think we're going to see as far as how long he stays. I, and I think it's going to depend on how they start the season. I think he's going where Russell Westbrook goes. Huh. That would make sense. Yeah. Like you think he's yeah. going to demand a trade? No. 
I don't think demand, but uh, he's probably going to say, uh, do it, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then they will. Okay. Yeah, I think I think they have. Uh, I think the Cavs, as weird as it sounds, have this Kevin Love, Andre Drummond front court. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty sweet. Yeah, very. That I think the Cavs are going to say, yeah, let's wait and see how we start this year because, depending on Kevin Porter Jr.'s legal status, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully he didn't punch a woman in the face. Hopefully he didn't rip the weave off of her either. Right. Yeah, hopefully Jesus. none of that happened. None of the above. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, um, what's your boy, Dylan Windler, comes back. Everybody's real excited about him. Uh, hopefully Okoro's good. good. Uh, well, so this guy right here, so we're in Nashville. He went to Belmont University. Okay. Knows a thing or, he knows a thing or two about – oh, there it is. Ooh, he knows yeah, a thing yeah, or two yeah. about uh, Dylan Windler, who went to Belmont University. Uh, you think he's good? He's incredible. Yeah, he's he's one of the most underrated players. And, I mean, Belmont's such a small school. It's like a Davidson, like where Steph Curry came out of. Like, it's, it's just uh, – it's such a small school. And, like, you get mm-hmm. these, like, special players that come out, like, once in a blue moon. I think Dylan can be that guy. Uh, Jordan Clark. No, not Jordan Clark. I don't know who you're talking about. No, you know Jordan Clark? Jordan Clark played Jordan. for the Golden State Warriors when they won uh, against the Cavaliers. Yeah, which time? In 2015. <laughs> 2015. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, he was about my guy. Uh, Dylan Windler, I think, is way better than him, but he's he's just an incredible, like, pure shooter. Yeah. Um, they need that. He is bad. he is a pure shooter. They need that bad. Um, yeah, great technique, do. just incredible fundamental guy. Like he's gonna fit in well. And like he's had that calf injury that he's been dealing with all yeah. year, uh, but he's been back. Um, and I'm excited to see him play. He's gonna be real good. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, people are gonna think I'm crazy, but I feel like don't do it. Do not do it. Don't do it. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. I feel like don't you dare, Darlin, oh. Sexton, oh Okoro, Windler. Uh, Who are you forgetting? Kevin the Love. best one on the team. What'd you my say? My guy. You're forgetting the best one on the team, my turkey man. Your turkey Chetty? man? Chetty Osman? The yeah, best what on the team? He's just the best guy on the team. Like, just as a good guy? Like, overall in all categories. But, like, not as a player. Oh, my God. Okay, just continue. <laughs> just don't leave him out. Just don't leave him out. No, Chetty's fine. Chetty, Chetty's cool. I'm cool with Jetty. He can come off the bench. I'm good with that. Uh, Larry Nance. Kevin Love. Andre Drummond. Uh, I just feel like... Where where are we going with this? He's like, you've named the entire roster. No, (laughs) don't tell me. (laughs) Anyone else? Do not tell me anything higher than an eighth seed. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, if you're sitting there trying to tell me that that team has no chance... Of pushing for a playoff that. berth. No, I'm not saying you, anybody. <laughs> if if you're trying to tell me that they have no chance of making a playoff berth, like there's a lot of good things happening on that team. I love the veteran front court. Larry Nance, Kevin Love, uh, Andre Drummond, newly acquired. And I don't think he's all that good, but he's better than I think a lot of people think he is. And I was going to get to this, but JaVale McGee. Mm. Like that dude was out there shooting like 35% from three pointers for the Lakers. Like he, he had a good year. Like 
with the youth in the backcourt, I feel like this is – I feel like we could be pushing a playoff team. I, I feel like we could be pushing the playoffs. See, I said this last year, and I've been saying it, and I'm not going to do it now. I've suffered enough with the Browns that I'm not going to put myself through that with the Cavs. I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair. So the Cavs are going to win 12 games this year. <laughs> yeah. 32. 30. Okay, 32. That's fair. And in a shortened season, they win might... last year. 19. They could... <laughs> they could have won more. There was still more games to go. <laughs> they could have won more. They probably would have won they like were... two. <laughs> yeah, but they were playing well under JB Bickerstaff, the new coaching staff. Yeah, because they don't got that slug life anymore. <laughs> slug life was the greatest thing. Thank you, John Beeline, for slug life. Playing, uh, like, playing like a bunch of slugs out there. <laughs> I meant to say slugs. You are playing like a. That's exactly what you meant, John. Like Beeline. a like a like a gross animal moving so you slow. Cr- <laughs> you crusty old white guy. That's what you meant for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I'm I'm excited. The JaVale McGee thing has me excited because at yeah. the very least, there are going to be times where he runs the wrong way down the court really fast. And he and, doesn't know what he's and doing. And that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. And, and we'll be, be like, fool. It'll be like Tristan, but a little bit more entertaining. Right. And we'll be good for like two blocks all the way up in Loudville. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Gab. So uh, uh, that's cool to hear your Cavs are your, like your favorite team. Before we let you go, it's Thanksgiving week. Yeah. And you said some. I'm sorry to say this to you because now that, now you're I'll a friend of the show. Off. Now you're a friend of the show, but you said some bullshit on Twitter. <laughs> you said some bullshit on Twitter because we were talking about like ham versus turkey. Okay. People yeah. were talking people were talking ham versus turkey. And I'm gonna say this. When we're talking about Thanksgiving, if you're talking ham, you are un-American. Okay. Who who eats ham on Thanksgiving? Um don't. don't. I already have a great tweet for mm. Thanksgiving. It's gonna be so good. Ham is oh, not a Thanksgiving oh. meal. Mm. Turkey is Thanksgiving. Mm. But you said something, and uh, you said between ham and turkey. They're both trash. Yeah, they both kind of suck. Yeah. What are you talking about? I am actually they're not un- very good. Yeah. They're not very good meats. There's so many other meats that are far superior than yep. turkey and ham. I Why am the un- hell are we not having filet mignon on <laughs> Thanksgiving? Come on. Because you know oh, what? Gordon Ramsay on Thanksgiving. The only MVP of Thanksgiving is the mashed potatoes. That is I like it. the mashed potatoes. I like the noodles. I like the mac and cheese. I even like the green bean casserole. That's how white I am. <laughs> you didn't even you didn't even call out the stuffing, <laughs> which bad, is the greatest. Bad, bad. stuffing, the gra- bad. The greatest. It's out of a box. Tur- you shut up. You so shut serious, up. It's in the pantry. You're gonna make it out of a box. Other people make it normal. Not you didn't year. call out the sweet potatoes. The sweet potatoes oh, with like the, the little marshmallows potatoes. on top. Yeah, I do like those. But to say turkey, are we just not making turkey right in this country? Oh, I don't no. know. My Big. grandma makes lasagna instead because nobody likes turkey. Italian. Now the- Italian? Are you Italian? That's what the Italian families make for Thanksgiving. I'm not Italian. I'm super pale, super white, blonde hair, freckles. 
none of that is Italian. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair. Now that we don't have to worry about weird people in red hats, make turkey great again. Let's go. Let's the the dark meat on turkey. If you could deep fry a turkey, yeah. get the skin crispy. What are you guys missing on this? Deep, deep frying crispy is skin minus the meat. Good. Deep what? frying is the deep frying is the only way turkey is good. I have never had a good turkey otherwise. I agree. You I've never so had a good wrong. turkey otherwise. I, I made the world's greatest turkey in my oven last year. A oh, humble brag. Maybe with Come some over. like gravy on it. Literally prove it. Come on, yeah, I'll make it. I'll make it Thursday. Go for it, like, Gab. So, so literally, you're, this guy Joe talking some all kinds of nonsense about filet mignons on Thanksgiving. Yeah. What, what what should we be eating on Thanksgiving? Steak. Okay, if I could have my way on Thanksgiving, what I would want a fat plate of mac and cheese. With the side yeah. of fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Maybe, maybe, maybe some cheese sticks. That's so much cheese and pasta. Maybe some like Texas Roadhouse rolls, <sighs> some red lobster rolls, oh. maybe some like crab legs with some butter. Um, <laughs> everything that I enjoy, I'll give thanks to that. Fair. Oh, that fair. was so, what? But why not? Why why should you be confined to one like type of Yeah, exactly. Meal? Listen. I was gonna make a TikTok about that. I was gonna make a TikTok and say, if I had Thanksgiving my way, this is what I'd serve everybody and I'd put like everything I just said and listen, fire it off and see what happens. Listen, I just made smoked crab legs the other day and it is Oh yummy. It's nice. uh it'll change your life. I'm kidding. So, I, you, so you will never you look at crab legs your, the same way. Would you say that about your Thanksgiving turkey, Chad? What? Smoked turkey? Then it would change your life? What, if I smoked it? Yeah. Smoking it? Probably. I've never smoked it. Is that what you mean? Uh, would you smoke it for Thanksgiving? Sure. I would try it. Sure. I never have, but I would try it. Otherwise, every single turkey I've ever had on Thanksgiving has been just dry as shit. No, like like no. like every turkey I have on Thanksgiving, I feel like Clark Griswold. I feel like Clark Gris chewing on the meat. Like, 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 like who's just, cooking your turkey? <laughs> who's My grandma. She's not doing good. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't tell her that. Grandma, no. step your game up. She makes a bomb ass lasagna, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Italian, Grandma. Love it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Gab, we're, we're going to let you go tonight. We, we, we had a great time with you talking Browns, uh, talking Cavs. Uh, now that we know the Cavs are your favorite team, we'll come after you for more Cavs stuff because uh, that season hopefully is getting going. It's been so freaking long since we've been able – I don't give a shit how good or bad they are, to be honest. It's I'm going to the first game. It's been so long. Yeah. It's been so long. Beginning in so March, long. since we've been able to watch the Cavs, like I'm yeah, so excited. Yeah, we didn't excited. even make the bubble. Yeah, and we can I, actually yeah, say well, hi, Gab, because we can actually say hi in this game because I work. Oh there, my so. god, that was oh, that so made me so sad. Yeah, no, but I, I work there. I'll be on the court. He's Tell me where you're shit. sitting. We'll say hi. He's full of shit. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna let you go. Uh, okay. Get your Thanksgiving priorities right. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, we really appreciate you coming on, talking a little sports with us, having fun, drinking some beers with us, uh, Gab Gowdy. Uh, Go follow her on her social media at Gab Gowdy everywhere. If you don't know, you know now. Uh, and uh, Gab, it was so fun having you on. And uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, have, a, have a great Thanksgiving week.
Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I had a blast. And yeah, same to you. All right. So thank you to our special guest, Gab Gowdy. Go follow her at Gab Gowdy. You can find her everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. She's all over the place. Uh, Giving you some good Cleveland sports takes and some entertainment as well. Uh, But we really appreciate the time she gave us. Uh, And uh, we're really excited because coming up here in just a couple minutes, we've got our second special guest, And again, the only thing you can say about this special guest is, holy Buckeye, in the words of Brent Musburger, on the receiving end of one of the most famous touchdowns in the history of Ohio State, Michael Jenkins coming up with us in just a little bit. But before we get to Michael, uh, we just kind of touched on it with Gab Gotti, and I don't agree with her at all, but it's cool. That's (laughs) what makes you friends, and we argued about it on there. We're going to spend a little time. It is Thanksgiving week. It is my one of my all. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. I don't know about you guys, but this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. First of all, it's a very short work week. Second of all, you got Thursday is such an amazing day of just football all day. Actually, I'm more excited about this Thursday than any Thanksgiving that I've had because I'm down here in Nashville with Joe, and I'm down here in Nashville with my father-in-law John, and we are golfing on Thanksgiving. Jealous. I've never golfed on Thanksgiving before. Oh, my God. Are you okay? This is amazing. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, oh but it's going to be great. You can't, you can't even feel your arms. A cough. Dude, it, no, it's going to be like 65 <laughs> degrees down here. We're in Nashville. Sweet. It's going to be yeah. beautiful. We're going to play I, some I golf. Mean, I, I would be lying if I said uh, I wasn't jealous. Okay, fine, guys. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. fine. Hey, okay. make, the, make the nine-hour drive down here and play some golf with us on Thursday. All right, I, uh, what you don't know is I'm in the car talking to you right now, so I'm driving. <laughs> we can literally see you. You're on your porch. Shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, really great week. But let's get into a little bit of what we were talking about with Gab. I want to know, in order... We'll start with uh, Joey because your shit is bullshit and I disagree with My you. My shit right. is correct. So, yeah, let's start let's, with the standard let's and go, the correct Let's options. go in order. Power rankings. Your top three. Uh, top just three. your top three mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Day food items. Okay. Great. This is so exciting. Great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Number three. Number three. Uh, is going to be any type of alcohol to wash down whatever I just ate. Perfect. Wow. Perfect. Um, okay. And it's usually some type of Christmas beer. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, um, Nashville's Christmas beer scene is bleak, uh, barren, um, just like non-existent. Um, and it's really sad because I, I think there's some good breweries here that could do some good to the Christmas beer scene, the Christmas sale scene. Um, and they don't, and it's just kind of like, uh, it's, it's head scratching. Um, two, um, and this might be a curveball for most, uh, considering what I said in the last segment, but it's, it is the boxed stuffing. The oh, Stouffer's okay. boxed stuffing. Yeah, punk okay. bitch. Yep. What? Yep. I'll, I will take that. Uh, you know, those like bowls that you buy specifically for popcorn, put the stuffing in that bowl. Um, and I will enjoy it. Fair. Number one, this should not be a surprise, uh, is mashed potatoes. Uh, Mashed potatoes make the world go round. I think you could sustain 
your entire life living off of potatoes, cooking in different ways. Um, but uh, you'll never appreciate potatoes on Thanksgiving as you do if you spend Christmas, or not Christmas, I'm sorry, if you spend Thanksgiving uh, in California. Uh, I spent a Thanksgiving in California um, in the fancy hills of Malibu at one point in my life. And uh, they served potatoes on oh, gratin. Humble brag. Humble brag. For Thanksgiving. I do love potatoes on gratin. Um, well, great. They're good on occasion. But for Thanksgiving, uh, it's bullshit, honestly. Um, they're not filling. They're not savory. They're kind of like a hassle, honestly. Um <laughs> You know, the right kind of mashed potatoes are the kind that you don't have to add anything to. You know, I don't, I don't want a knife. <laughs> I, I don't want a knife to eat my potatoes. I want enough butter, enough salt, enough pepper to just grab my spoon, pull it out of the serving dish, out of my plate, and be set. Um, Did you just call potatoes rotten a hassle? Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! They are a hassle, like a goddamn telemarketer. <laughs> just, just leave me alone, potatoes on gratin. <laughs> You're always bugging me with your with your not with your not so full spoonfuls and <laughs> quit hassling me. I want something more filling. You're not gonna do the trick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. All right. I can't handle it. I don't even know. You know what? The funny thing is, I asked Joe for his power rankings. I don't even remember him anymore because of that bullshit. (laughs) What? All right, Chad. Chad, your top three power rankings, Thanksgiving food items. Uh, Well, mine, my first one, number three, doesn't have to. uh, It's it's, uh, not during the day, during the meal. It's the turkey sandwiches at night after you're hungry again. That's uh, that's my favorite. That's my one of my favorites, top three. And then uh, stuffing, then mashed potatoes, man. That's really simple. It's really simple, especially especially the mashed potatoes that my mother in law makes. Fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think we're I mean, on the same page here, Chad. Yeah, we really are. Uh, I, I don't know, Mike. What's your bullshit? Did you give all three? Did you give yeah. three items? Yeah, Shit, I said I turkey sandwiches and stuffing and mashed potatoes. Okay, so for me, mm-hmm. pretty simple. It's the dark meat turkey. Boo. At number three? I'm just kidding. No, that might be a number one. <laughs> yeah. You got to go in order. Come on. Oh, you can't do off. the white meat. Right, the number white three, meat is so no, goddamn dry. podcast, order Number your three, you bitch, is the cranberry sauce. I love the cranberry sauce. Uh, gross. Give it to me. Gross. Shut up. Gross. Give it to me. Fucking gross. Give it to me. Even Give it to me. Give it to me. Have mine. Cranberry Even sauce. Even grosser. I'll eat your, I'll eat the whole goddamn thing out of the can. Fine. And I love when it comes right out of the can and it still has the, like the, the shape of the can <laughs> with like the marks of the can. It's that's the best. Listen. Hey, uh, hey number two. Hey, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Out. It's my turn. I'm shut up. Out. It's my turn. All right. Uh, number two is the sweet potatoes with marshmallows on like the candied sweet potatoes. That shit is the bomb. Gross. And number one, it's got to have the gravy with it. But number one is dark meat turkey. God, that's the grossest top three I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I, well, I wish you just would 
choke on your meal this year. Listen, I uh, please, for the love of God, I think we just found a content thing we can we can uh, uh, post for the show. Uh, Joey, if you could take Mike eating the cranberry sauce right out of the can. The whole oh. thing right yeah, out of the can. I'm in. I'm in. We have it. two cans. That will we have happen. two cans. Why? Because I bought it. Hey, oh, special yeah. okay. honorable mention. Honorable mention. I don't know if you guys are into this or not. Honorable mention, though, for pumpkin pie. Nobody said anything about pumpkin pie. Honorable mention yeah. for pumpkin pie. It's fine. I would eat the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top of... I would eat the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top before I eat the pumpkin pie. I'm not a fan of pumpkin. Ooh. I disagree. I think the pumpkin pie is is like a staple, but like I don't think you can't like do great at it and you can't do bad at it. It's just like pumpkin pie. Like it's it is the same every year. It's a shout out. It's a special shout out. Pumpkin yeah. pie with the cool whip. You gotta eat it with cool whip. That's the best thing. It's don't eat it with like homemade. I make amazing homemade whipped cream. Don't eat it with that though. It's it, just gotta be cool whip. It's almost like the sun. Like it it will rise. Um <laughs> And it will be there. Um, but, like, some days you're like, oh, my God, this feels great. I'm sunburned. Uh, and other days you're like, oh, my God, it's cloudy. Like, But it's also still there giving me light. So it's like, mm, you know, average. All right, lastly, lastly, before we get off Thanksgiving, we get into our next special guest. Really quickly, because we've been good at this. A movie that reminds you of Thanksgiving. Chad, go. Holy shit. Um... God, that's that was on the spot there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Come back to me. Come back to me. I got one. All right, Joe, go. All right, just because it's gonna piss people off. Die Hard. <laughs> it's Christmas. What? That's I feel like I've only Christmas. seen it. I, exactly. It's not a Christmas movie. One and two. I've only seen it. I think in November. Are you um, <laughs> all right, Die Hard for Joe. For me. Ch- Chad, you better get you. <laughs> you better. <laughs> Chad, you better get. <laughs> Chad, you. <laughs> Chad, get your movie right. Chad, get your movie right. Get your shit together, Chad. You said it was because you watched it in November. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Chad, get your shit together. All right, I'm gonna go next. Every time I watch this movie, I think of Thanksgiving, Rudy. Rudy makes me feel like Thanksgiving because it's only throughout the years of Rudy's life, the only time you see is the fall. The only time you see of Rudy's life is the fall. It always reminds me of Thanksgiving. Rudy is, I think Rudy is the the king of Thanksgiving movies. Chad, what'd you come up with? Oh, Christ. Uh, I don't know. Thanksgiving. I did watch the trailer for that. <laughs> so Thanksgiving is is my Thanksgiving movie. Totally reminds me of it. I'll you for that. How many, how many quotes did you, did you take from that movie? You just got stuffed. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get off Thanksgiving. And let's get in to our next special guest, which is going to be amazing, Ohio State legend Michael Jenkins. They're going to show the eye back behind the fullback here at fourth down. Could be up to the offensive line. No, Prince is going to throw for it. Got to get it off. They go for the ball game.
right. And uh, well, this is an appropriate way to start this interview. Uh, holy Buckeye, do we have an awesome interview uh, coming up with you uh, right now. A super special guest. Not only is he a 10-year NFL veteran wide receiver where he had over 350 catches, 4,800 yards, 25 touchdowns. Here in Ohio, we know him as the great Ohio State receiver in the early 2000s where he set records. He was a national champion. And he was on the receiving end of one of the greatest plays in team history. We are super excited to bring in Michael Jenkins. Michael, welcome to the Garage Beers podcast. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Glad to be on. Yeah, man, we really appreciate your time. And we're excited to get into some Buckeyes. We've, uh, we've been fortunate to have some, uh, some awesome Buckeye guests during this season. Uh, one of your former teammates, Mo Hall, joined us. Uh, some other guys from other eras. So we're excited to talk a little Buckeyes with you. Uh, but... And we'll certainly get into this year's team as the Buckeyes had a close, uh, well, it didn't seem close for a while, and then it got close matchup against yeah. Indiana this week. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but before we get into that, let's uh, uh, let's talk about you for a minute. Uh, the one thing that we always like to ask people, especially when it comes to that recruiting, because it's fascinating, uh, you grew up in Florida, made your way to Ohio State. Um, yeah. Now, the first thing I want to ask you is um, – during your NFL playing career, this is just kind of a cool story that's out there. Um, during your playing career, you went back and bought your former high school. Uh, you bought them like new uniforms, the, the football team uh, yeah. for the school. So just kind of talk about, I, I just think that's a really cool story. What, what was behind that? What have you thought about, had you thought about doing that for a long time? What, what pushed you to do that? Um, not really thought about it for a long time, but I knew the coaches that I had, back then with the recruiting how it was like we were sending out like it was like these little player profile cards you had to fill out and just like send them to every school just so they can kind of see and know who you are or at least to see your name somewhere so I remember doing that with coach Albert who was my coach like my sophomore year and then we had another coach my junior senior year but all the, the work that he put in trying to help us just kind of get our names out there to get out of Hillsborough County um, it was just kind of my way of giving back and saying thanks yeah, what an awesome, what an awesome thing, and what a cool thing that must have been for the kids, uh, you know, yeah. to have a an NFL star at the time coming in and uh, and 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 bringing in new new uniforms. That's mm -hmm. a, I just thought that was a really cool story I read, and uh, uh, just something that you know, it's cool that you just don't forget where you came from, right? Yeah, um, unfortunately, our team hasn't been very good since I left in two thousand. So. <laughs> <laughs> been pretty painful to see <laughs> yeah but they right, look right, good right yeah they look good they look good for sure. <laughs> uh all right so uh so let's just talk about uh you grew up in the, the that's the tampa area right correct so you grew up in the tampa area um uh, what was like the process how'd you pick ohio state uh i'm gonna guess you had about a million places that you could pick from what made you pick the bucks um it's really crazy how I ended up at Ohio State. I mean, went through the normal recruiting process, had Jim Haycock, who was the defensive line coach there for a long time, uh, come down and recruit and see me. Um, but once I took a visit, the Buckeyes had just went six in here. And back then, there was no bowl game, but teams going six and six like it is now. So I go up there, I don't know, uh, when was it, either December or January, School was basically out, so there was no bowl practice. None of the players were there except for, like, eight guys I had to stay and host guys coming in. It was cold as heck. They renovated. They were just added. 
the booths and everything. Um, players were gone. It's cold, no bowl. So he looked at me side eye for a minute, <laughs> but uh, he kind of knew. Oh, that's awesome. So that kicked off. That kicked off what turns out to be uh, just an, an incredible career. Three years uh, as a as a, a starter, basically in Ohio yeah. State, uh, uh, and, and you wind up setting records. Let's just go straight to the the play, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go straight to what everybody talks about, what I'm sure you've talked about a million and a half times in your life. Uh, but it's it's the holy Buckeye play. And, and you know, we've talked about that season a lot uh, of how intense that season was, how anxious that season was, because you had a couple of blowout games, but you had games against Cincinnati and Wisconsin and Illinois and Penn State. Uh, obviously, Michigan at the mm-hmm. end of the year that were all just crazy yeah. close games. And then there was the Purdue game where at the end of the fourth quarter, you guys are losing six to three offensively. Nobody's getting anything going. Uh, you're not able to get into the end zone right. and on, on fourth and one in like the least Jim Tressel call of all time, right. instead of handing the ball off, cause there's still like uh, just under two minutes left in the game. Instead of handing the ball off, Jim Tressel calls a pass play and Craig Krenzel finds you for 36 yards for a go ahead touchdown. It's the craziest play, one of the most iconic calls by Brent Musburger. When that call came into the huddle, what were you thinking? <laughs> uh, I mean, just at the time, just get the first down because it was it was basically the same play we had ran on third down. We just happened to hit Ben Hartsock on the shallow and underneath, and he was able to get twelve or eleven, whatever many yards, to get us to fourth and one. So um, it was just a it was just the way that season went. I mean, it's fourth and one on the road end of the game and we were just kind of you're kind of used to it you know you just call it play all right let's go get it so uh it just happened to work in our favor yeah i mean what was this i mean the, the sense had to be pretty calm for you guys in the huddle because you had been in so many games like that prior to that game so i mean even even so you guys were probably used to pressure situations by then right yeah of course um like you guys mentioned all the games before um you know illinois overtime wisconsin Penn State, you know, it was just the way that season went. We were kind of built for those close, hard-fought, end-of-the-game, you know, high-pressure situations where we were just going out and making plays. So, um, you know, my dad always said the stars were aligned that year, and they they must have been. Yeah, how vivid How vivid is that? We've asked that a couple times of, of a couple players that have made huge plays throughout their career. How vivid is that memory, though? It must have felt to you – Knowing the situation you were in, it must have felt to you like that ball stayed in the air for about five minutes (laughs) as it was making its way to you in the end zone. How vivid is that memory when you look back? Um, It's pretty crazy because the corner that I went against, uh, Antoine Rogers, I lived in Cincinnati for six years. So I actually grew up with Antoine playing Little League football in Cincinnati. So us wearing the same number. It just adds more to the story. Um, You know, making a catch on him. (laughs) Uh, Chris Gamble basically tackling me after, you know, I caught it and and running off and leaving me. Um, So it's it's a very vivid moment in my career there. What did did Antoine, did Antoine have anything to say to you? Like, man, come on. Like, did he just razz you at all? (laughs) Nah, nah, years later he did. Uh, so we, we still talk about it from time to time. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit about the anxiety of that season, uh, at least as fans. I mean, I can only imagine as a player what it felt like, but as fans, man, that was, 
I, like I could still remember exactly where I was for the Illinois game, the overtime game against Illinois. Like it was just, it was so anxious. And then obviously the Michigan game down to the wire. Mm-hmm. How did that, how does that prepare you to go into that national championship game against a Miami team that nobody expects to lose? They are, they're filled with, you know, NFL pro bowlers basically in college. Yeah. How does that kind of a season where everything's close, where you kind of have to scratch and claw for almost every win of the season, you had some blowouts in there, but mm-hmm. how does that prepare you for that big game? Uh, it prepares us a lot because we knew we had the guys in our locker room that could go out and beat anybody. Um, we knew everything that Miami had and what they had been doing and the win streak that they were on, but they really hadn't faced a team like us in our defense. And I knew from the first – like the first three plays of the game when our defensive line was getting after them that um, their my, their whole mindset kind of knew they were going to be in a fight. So we had, we had guys on our sideline that just believed. Um, and, and, and being out there in Arizona, it felt like we were playing in the shoe. And we had some fans that traveled and made it feel like a home game. So that, that obviously helped. Yeah. Well. It had to be tough to, it, it had, I mean, again, like you said, you guys are prepared for it, but it, it had to be really easy to block out the noise. Nobody giving you a shot just because, I mean, like you said, you guys were used to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, everybody thought we should have lost by <laughs> 35. Uh, and they all complained about one, one certain call, but if they were, you know, if we were getting blown out, that wouldn't happen. So, um, you know, this is, it was a special team. Um, special coach with Trestle in that year, so it was definitely. Hey, fun they to be have part no room to complain. They should have stopped you on what was it, fourth and fourteen, right? <laughs> yeah, they had, yeah, they had fourth and fourteen. They had first and goal from the one. And, you know, they didn't get in, right. so they, they had their chances. Yeah, we talked. We talked to Mo Hall about going up against that offense, right? Ken Dorsey and Willis mm-hmm. McGahee and Kellen Winslow and Andre Johnson and forty-two other awesome players on that offense. Uh, but on the defense. You got Sean Taylor, Jonathan Vilma, mm-hmm. Vince Wilfork, Andrell Roll, mm-hmm. William Joseph. Mm-hmm. Like just this. Yeah. Again, you guys had a crazy amount of talent, but uh, that Miami team. I think when you look at the roster, just straight roster, it, it's one of the craziest built teams uh, oh, yeah. ever. So you know, talk about the prep going into that game and looking at all those players, and and you know how how was it different? Was it different at all prepping for Miami than it was prepping for uh, Michigan or Illinois or Wisconsin or any of those teams? No, it wasn't different at all. I mean, you just had more time. Obviously, there's just more more days to think about it. Um, but we just had to control what we can control and worry about our preparation and what you know our game plan and not worry so much about what they were going to do or who they had on that side. Um, obviously, that was probably one of the, the greatest teams in college history with all the players they had and the run that they made. Um, so to go against that, we were up for the challenge. We were ready, and you know we were totally prepared. So uh, the end of that game, obviously, will always be famous for the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, what do you, talk us through those moments for you because you're out on the field. Chris Gamble gets the call, the, the pass interference call. Uh, was there a moment, because it took a minute for that flag to come out, was there a moment where you started walking back towards the sideline or towards the locker room thinking, well, it's over? Uh, well, I ran like a, on a slot and I ran a slant that was kind of facing Miami sideline. Uh, so all I remember is seeing their whole sideline basically like elevate off the ground, helmets flying, clipboards flying. So, you know, I, I thought it was over. Um, and then you turn around and you see the, the refs kind of huddling up and there's a flag on the ground. So we have second life, but I, from my perspective, I thought the game was over. What a, what a, what a roller coaster, right? Like 
you know, how do you get yourself from just feeling like, ah, oh, man, to just, all right, let's go back into it. Uh, I mean, that's just part of the game. That's the ups and downs of, you know, of sports. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it hits players too a little bit there on the field, but you, you lock in and your whole mindset is, you know, just get the job done. So you guys win the championship. You're out in Arizona. It's Ohio State fans everywhere. I remember that about the game. There was a lot of red in those stands. Uh, what was that celebration like? What was what were those moments like after after whether it's in the locker room or even afterwards? What was that night like for you guys? Oh man, it was crazy. Um, just all the fans, all the former players that came back there on the sideline on both sidelines. Um, my parents were there, looking at. Seeing in and seeing Columbus go crazy. I think there's like yeah. a little bit of rioting and, you know. Um, some couches so just, were on fire. Yeah, there was some stuff on fire on there in Columbus. So, <laughs> you know, it had been it had been, a, it had been a while since the Buckeyes had won a national championship. So, yeah, um, it was well-deserved to see everybody happy and celebrating now, in Ohio. Now, you know, in case the NCAA is listening, which I know they do, um, <laughs> I'm, assu- I'm assuming, I'm assuming there listening. was no, like, like no obviously there's no champagne or anything like that to be sprayed in a locker room like uh but but what was that like i mean did you guys just go back to the hotel like or was like like like, did you go out to eat like what was what was was there any festivities or no i mean it was craziness in the locker room obviously no (laughs) no champagne Uh, no no big goggles and uh spraying each other with, with champagne bottles but um just, just a lot of, I mean, obviously happiness and joy and jubilation and um, guys just being with their parents outside, with their families outside. And then for most part, I mean, if it was seniors, they kind of did whatever they wanted to do. But I know everybody else had to fly back uh, to Columbus. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> the seniors are like, yeah. Nah. We yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we yeah, out. You, yeah. You, didn't, you didn't go with a Joe Burrow just like I, smoking a cigar. He's like, screw it. This is it. <laughs> this is it. Nah. <laughs> hey, nah. Nah, none of that. <laughs> so you finish up your career at Ohio State. You're the all-time uh, 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 receiving yards record holder at Ohio State when you finish up your career. Uh, you get drafted in the first round of the, uh, of the draft by the Falcons where you spent most of your NFL career. And that, to me, like – what an adjustment. Obviously, anytime you jump from college to the pros, it's an adjustment, uh, mm-hmm. a huge adjustment, no matter who you are. But what an adjustment. I, like, I'm looking at that going, you come from Trestle offense, even though you guys were a good offense, that's Trestle ball is Trestle ball. Uh, and, and Trestle and Craig Krenzel and all that. And you jump to Michael Vick and the mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. What is that transition like having to play with uh, – uh, having to learn how to play with a quarterback like Michael Vick, who's just so different from what you had in Craig Krenzel at Ohio State. Yeah, uh, totally opposite ends of the spectrum there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, Vick at, the, at that time, I mean, he was pretty much the face of the NFL. So mm-hmm. to see what he could do on the field, a lefty ball coming at you was, was a little different, but I got a little bit of that with, with Steve Belisari. You know, you had that left-hand ball um, that spins different and rotates yeah. different on deep balls. Um, but it was crazy. I mean, you, you would get caught up sometimes just watching Vic in the game on the field. You're just kind of like, how in the world did he get out of that? Or, you know, <laughs> oh, shoot. You know, oh, shoot, I got to try and get open now because he didn't get sacked, you know. So um, it was a bit of adjustment. It was fun. Uh, obviously, Vic was still learning how to be a, a, a true pocket passer. Um but 
you know, we made the most of it. I went from pretty much losing only two games in two years straight to the NFL, and we go to the NFC Championship game my rookie year. So I thought, man, this yeah. is pretty easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, only only to never get back there my whole career. So uh, I showed you how tough it is. Yeah, I bet you never had to run as much as you did as a receiver until you played with Michael Vick. And yeah. you had to, I'm sure you were extending routes pretty much every time you ran out there, having to come back to the ball, that stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was a play was never dead with seven back there. So uh, you learned that you learned that quickly with, with him back there. It was in great shape. So he set you up again. You played 10 years, mostly with the Falcons uh, bounced around a little bit at the end, uh, but uh, had a, had a good NFL career. Uh, caught a bunch of touchdowns, caught a bunch of yards. Uh, and before we get into the Buckeye, so you're a CrossFit guy now. Yeah. Uh, you have a CrossFit gym with your wife, right? You have five kids. Uh, yeah. And it looks like based on your Instagram, it looks like one of your kids is following dad's footsteps. Yeah, he's trying. Uh, he's a sophomore receiver at high school down here. So he's he's said he wants to go to Ohio State. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if Hardline and those guys, uh, you know, take a peek. So, now, Mike, I believe it's – are you calling him already? What you say? Are you are you calling him already? Like, hey, you're gonna be want you want to watch this kid down here? <laughs> He's pretty good. Yeah. I might I might have sent I might have sent a text or two already. <laughs> now, Mike, I believe it's called a CrossFit box, right? Do I have the lingo down? Like, it's it's a box, right? Yeah, 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 it's a box. I don't know why why they call it a box, but I go with it. <laughs> yeah it's got is it fun for you is it fun for you going through the motions with your kid now going through high school and 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 playing the position and all that oh yeah it's pretty cool or to see um no nah, it's just it's just really cool to see how much further along they are this day and age especially at at receiver i mean he's been doing seven on seven camps and stuff like that since he was 11 12 years old and you know, I had none of that. So I, I kind of had to learn how to be a receiver once I got to Ohio State. Um, and these kids, that's why you see, like, these young quarterbacks coming in and playing so well because they've been reading defenses and coverages and kind of understanding the game at a lot higher pace at, at a younger age. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see. That's awesome. All right, so let's spend the last few minutes that we have with you here, Michael, talking about the Buckeyes this year. Uh, Buckeyes come off of a 42-35 win over Indiana, which, whoo. Buckeyes go up. That was a tight game at first. Buckeyes go up 35 to seven. And you think, sweet, blowout is on. And then Indiana comes creeping back uh, and they make it a touchdown game. Ohio State wins 42 to 35. Uh, you know, really kind of felt like the first true test for the Buckeyes this season. You know, you, you'd maybe yeah. want to say Penn State, but Penn State has been awful. And uh, you got the benefit yeah. of not playing with fans at Penn State, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that game? It was kind of the first true test for the Buckeyes. How do you feel like they came out of that one? Uh, obviously glad they got the win. Um, but sometimes you need those games. You don't – I mean, it's not going to be like our season back in the day. But, I mean, you've seen it now. Clemson have some tough games. Um, you know, it kind of builds character and, and puts guys under the fire that when it comes down the line, you're playing those end of the season, those playoff games. Um, you know, they can come through and execute. But – Got up 35-7. Fields had a rough day. Um, and, you know, he got 
testament to Tom Allen and that crew at Indiana. I mean, they've got some they've got some players. It's crazy to see Penn State on five. Yeah, how twenty twenty is this, Mike? Like, if I at the beginning of the year I told you that Indiana was going to be the second best team in the Big Ten and Penn State would be zero and five, you know, you probably would have laughed, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would never yeah. imagine that. Yeah, what do you think? I, I, we've asked this to a couple other Buckeyes, and we've gotten a couple different answers, but you know. Uh, do you think like the pandemic situation is contributing to this? What what do you think is contributing? Because it's it's a rough year for the Big Ten right now. I mean, uh, any team that was supposed to maybe look good does not look good except for Ohio State, and and you've got yeah. a couple teams that look decent, but really it's it's Ohio State, and then it looks like a bunch of JV squads uh, yeah. around the Big Ten. What do you think is contributing to that? I don't know. It's tough to say one thing or not. Of course, the the pandemic is playing a part. You know, Penn State basically had their two best players opt out. Um, yeah. um, and I don't know how each coach is handling, you know, their teams. Uh, obviously, Coach Day is doing a great job with our guys. Uh, Northwestern is looking strong; they're playing well. Indiana, of course, but it's just, it's just like you guys said, twenty twenty, just so weird and strange to see <laughs> yeah. the Penn States and Wisconsin, the Michigan State, Michigan just struggling so bad. Um, so who knows? Yeah. Does it make it? Does it make it a little? Uh... A little anticlimactic climactic when uh, Michigan is so bad and we kick their ass, or is it just, you know, or, or is it, or, or would you rather Michigan be good and then we kick their ass? Like, would it, or is it, is it just? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of go in like it's almost like like I'm sure the Buckeyes will be favored by three touchdowns in Michigan, which, you know, I'd rather see sometimes like a okay a top ten matchup. Whoever wins is going like back in the day, going to the Rose Bowl or whatever, whatever it may be. So when it's your favorite by three touchdowns over your rival, I mean, it's like, all right, here we go. Right. Let's get this right. over. It just with. seems like so, any other game. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like any other game. It just kind of takes the, the true rivalry out of it. Does that make it dangerous? Like, I don't want to. It do, does. I don't, I don't think but, it's going to be but, dangerous, but does that make it dangerous? Because you know, Michigan's going to be like, Ohio State, let's go. Yeah, of course. They're going to be amped up for the game. And Coach Day won't let, let the guys think it's just any other game. I mean, they, he knows how big of a deal um, that game is at the end of the year. So he, he'll have those guys ready to Okay, play. now, Mike, now let's, now let's get back to this year's Buckeye team. So, yeah, uh, you know, we, again, close win at Indiana, we talked about, um, you know, it, it, one of the concerns I, I think you have to take out of that game is the young second, inexperienced secondary. You know, uh, Michael Penix throws for 477 yards and five touchdowns. Is it, it, it are, are, you know, the secondary might be good enough for the Big Ten, but going forward, like, how worried are you about their development? Um, it's not more so just the secondary. I'm, I'm worried more about the, the okay. defense as a whole. Of course, you got Wade back there, who's an experienced guy, but it's a totally different team when you don't. When we've kind of gotten spoiled mm-hmm. when you've had Chase Young, Bosa brothers, year after year after year, where there's that at least that one guy that can get to the quarterback. And this year, we don't really have that. So now this guy, he's got time to sit back there, and it's tough to co- cover no yeah. matter who you are, yeah. how good you are for four, five, six seconds, um, and pressure's not getting there. So when you got a Bosa or a Young that's getting there in two, three seconds and the quarterback's on his back, it makes life a lot easier on the back end. So to not have that, we're kind of seeing, all right, you know, how life is without a, you know, top five pass rusher. All right, so three games left in the regular season. Illinois coming up this week. Then you've got the state of Michigan, uh, basically, which – 
has not looked good at all, no matter who they've played. Uh, mm. Obviously, Michigan just escaping with a win over Rutgers uh, in in overtime. What a great yeah. game that was! It was a great game to watch. Uh, but yeah. Uh, then obviously a, a Big Ten championship game. Ohio State's going to be favored in every game they play uh, throughout the Big Ten. They'll be favored by a lot, uh, as they should be. Uh, how are we feeling? Like as you look around college football and you see Notre Dame having a great year, uh, you obviously mm-hmm. Clemson out there. You see Alabama out there. Uh, how, how are we feeling about the the Buckeyes' chances for getting to that ultimate uh, end goal of the national championship? Uh, I mean, I feel pretty good on them making it. I think kind of like the football nation as a whole kind of sees who's that top four team right now with, like you said, Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and us. Um, I think that'll be the four in the end as long as nobody has a slip up. Uh, Obviously, you know, Florida's playing well. Some other schools out there, I don't know if they'll give Cincinnati a shot or BYU or something like that. But um, for the Buckeyes, you know, they need to – the defense needs to play well. Like, I think we need to really like shut down these last three games, like really step up and kind of shut some people out um, because it's not going to be an easy game for any of those three schools that we could potentially play in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're right. Hopefully they do uh, uh, bring it around a little bit uh, defensively, offensively. Again, you, you had a rough game. That's the funny thing about this team, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Fields had his worst game uh, of the season so far by far. Yeah. And they still put up 42 points like it's nothing. Right. Like they just sleepwalk right. to 42 points. Right. Uh, right. Uh, that's got to be crazy to watch for you. You know, again, you played in some crazy offenses, especially in the pros when you had Michael Vick and all that. But again, coming out of Jim Tressel uh, offense in Ohio State, you know, it's got to be crazy to watch Ohio State just sleepwalking their way to 40, 42 points. Yeah, but it's funny you mentioned Tressel ball, but Tressel ball changed right after I left. Um, right. So they went straight to Troy Smith. Well, it was Justin Zwick, and then Troy Smith kind of took over yep. that season, you know, with Ted Ginn and those guys. And they, they were going five wide with Anthony Gonzalez and all that. And then from there yeah. on, you know, it stayed that way. So uh, he, he definitely adjusted to uh, the change of college football. I, w- I have one more question about yeah. the playoff there, Mike. And, uh, and, you know, I asked Anthony Schlegel this before, but what are your thoughts? You know, mm-hmm. uh, are, are you a fan of – um, the four team, or would you rather see it be a little bit bigger and have more teams prove it on the field? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm for the four. I don't, I don't think it needs to go any anymore because then you get in, okay, if it's six, if it's eight, okay, and then you have, all right, so so let's say BYU ends up playing Notre Dame or Clemson in third to three or whatever, and they get demolished 56 to 10, and then you're like, see, we didn't need eight teams. Um <laughs> So I think they, I think they got a good thing going with with just the four right now. Um, I know they they try to kind of talk about college basketball and oh, a sixteen could be the one, but that that happened one out of what a thousand five hundred times. So um, yeah, I think four is just fine. Yeah, I know people people argue like, oh, how can you still be sure you're getting the top? But you know what? From where we came to where we yeah. are, I'd much rather argue about who the fourth best team in the country is than yeah. the top two teams in the country. Yeah. Uh, and that's such an improvement. You know, yeah. you if you had, feel like you had a claim at the national title and you were ranked number three, mm-hmm. that's brutal. So top four yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us uh, here with Michael Jenkins. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, go Buckeyes. Uh, good luck to you. Good luck to the family. 
we'll be we'll be waiting to see if there's another Jenkins uh, popping up at Ohio State in a few years. All right, cool. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good Thanksgiving. All right, and special thanks to our special guest there, Michael Jenkins, Ohio State legend, record holder, and, of course, the receiver on the receiving end of Holy Buckeye. And also special thanks to our guest from earlier, Gab Gowdy, talking some Browns, Cavs, and horrible Thanksgiving takes with us. Uh, really appreciate having them on. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, Chad, Joey, anything else you guys got to add before we get out of here? No. <laughs> All right, okay, Joe I, says I'm, no. I'm serious about that, Cranberries. I'm, I'm expecting a video on our social media pages. He's still, he's still on, on the Thursday. Cranberry sauce. Uh, I'll right. eat the whole goddamn thing. I'll, 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 I will, I will take it through a straw. I don't. Yeah, uh, straw, straw, fine, but got, no, no. I got either, metal straws. It'll be great. Either a straw or just pour the goddamn thing in your mouth. I do not want to see any spoon. I need this to be the grossest possible way you can eat it. <laughs> Deal. I'm going to eat it straight dog style. You'll see the video. Done. All right. So so for uh, for Gab Gowdy, uh, thank you to Gab Gowdy and Michael Jenkins for joining the podcast. Uh, for Chad at Garage Beers Chad. For Joey at Garage Beers Joe. I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers. Mike, go follow the page at The Garage Beers. Give us your Garage Beers of the Week. Share that with us and uh, let us know. What should we be drinking next week? Uh, share that with us as well. You'll get a shout out. Uh, but for all of us here at The Garage Beers Podcast, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanks for jumping on early with us this week. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. Cheers, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.